Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey everyone, welcome to our inaugural episode of TJ Hates Quitters, and this is the Challenge Recap Podcast for Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. My name is Carrie, and I am joined by two of my favorite people to podcast with this evening. I am joined by Jason. Jason, how are you tonight? What's going on? I'm so excited to be back talking about the Challenge All-Stars, doing wonderful, and excited to hear what y'all thought about these episodes. And I am also joined by my circle co-host, Josiane. Josiane, long time no see. How are you doing this evening? Oh, my God. It feels like an eternity. It feels like just yesterday we were podcasting. I don't know. Wow. The time. Um, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk about the Challenge All-Stars. This seems like such a good cast. I love the premise. I'm excited to just get into it with you guys. Yes, me too. I have to say that I streamed binged uh all stars season two just last week um oh, in preparation for this <laughs> jason the whole time i was thinking of you so josie and here's something you need to know about jason okay. if there is 
anyone who is John A's biggest fan, this it guy. is Jason. Really? Okay. okay the okay, whole okay. season, he was like rooting her on, had so much faith in her. And she did finish as the top female in the first season. Yeah. She should have won um, some sort of prize. But uh, when she won season two, there is one person on my mind, and it was Jason. <laughs> okay, good to know. So, note to self. Jason is a Johnny yeah. defender. No John A. Slander. No John A. Slander allowed. Not, not in whatsoever. Our... Um, but... <laughs> not in our sphere. <laughs> not in this house. Not so I house. just watched season two and I it just got me like so amped for this season. And then seeing how – I mean, I still feel like people like Wes and Kayla and Sylvia could like hold their own on an, a regular season of the challenge. So to see them here – I was like, all right, like we are, we're like bringing in a new wave of all stars and, but we still have these OGs that just make it so much fun that I think it's such a great mix. Jason, besides John A, obviously, who are you excited to see here on our all stars season three cast? I was really excited to see yes, come back. You know, he was not participating in all star season two. He is still a reigning champ because he hasn't lost yet. I think he is wonderful. I'm also, I was really excited to see Tina back. I had no idea her and Veronica were such good friends. And at at first I was like, what is Sylvia doing on All-Stars? But after watching these two episodes, I forgot how great she is. And I think she should be a champion. She Mm -hmm. still should, her and Joss should have won Final Reckoning. I strongly believe this. And I think Mm -hmm. if she went back on a normal season, she'd be able to win. And I have to say last, of course, obviously, I'm so excited to see Darrell back on this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? If you don't love Darrell, you just got to get out. That's it. That's. Yes. We're TJ hates Twitter, Twitters and we love Darrell. Okay. Like, <laughs> fair warning. No Johnny Slander or Darrell Slander <laughs> in this house. Josie Ann. Now. Okay. Pre-podcast, we were talking about how there might be a little bit different of perspective of favorites on this cast because there's some people who made their challenge premiere when you were like negative two years old. Yeah. Yeah. Some negative even three. Yeah. I was born in 2001, <laughs> y'all. Be gentle with me. Um, Jason's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am. I'm an 01 baby girl. Hey. Anyways, but I definitely think I have a different perspective for sure because I didn't grow up with a lot of them I started watching the challenge fresh meat too and so um a lot of like how I view some of the cast members are are very different a lot of them I'm learning like who they are for the first time um obviously I know players like Brad because of cutthroat I believe was the season or whatnot but I'm very excited actually for Nia she was someone I was not expecting to come on I think she would have won her original season where she was partnered up with Leroy. I think, what what was that? Exes or was that Rivals? I'm blanking. But that season, I literally thought they would she would win. So I'm excited to see her. And she hasn't been on the television in a while. And I can tell that there's been growth. And honestly, I'd like to see that people grow and change. Mm-hmm. So I was excited. And obviously, because 
Nia came in with Jordan. I'm like, what? Are the they heck? dating? Like, they definitely are. They are dating. Like, they're not saying it. And even on their dating. Instagrams, it's like, my good friend. Like, yeah, good friend you have sex with. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just, the moment they, like, they came on, I was like, no, y'all. Like, Lies. this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I'm excited for Jordan. Obviously, Jordan comes from, like, a, a, an interesting past, you know, with Tori and some of his words or, or statements but yes because of the dynamics i was like mm, this is really interesting because i'm here for the drama as well as like the competition you know mm-hmm. um but aside from that obviously Darrell is a big one um i was really shocked to see uh a few people because i thought the challenge all-stars was just like i guess the older generation of the challenge and so to see like people that I recognize I feel like I haven't seen not too long ago on the regular challenge I was like huh this is very interesting like Wes for example I understand because like he's been him and Johnny Bananas have been here for a long time but like uh obviously yeah like Kayla Sylvia um I was very shocked to see on the show but you know I open them I I welcome them with open arms yeah I do wonder if this whole format is a bit more appealing to people like Kayla, Wes, and so on, because it's a less, it's much less of a time commitment than an actual season. Mm. Because like those regular seasons now, I mean, they're on our TV for six months at a time. That That's they have so to, long. if you're there for the whole time, you're easily there for a month and a half at least. Mm-hmm. It has to be. So I would understand being like, oh, well, I am like a little bit older, so I only have to go for like two weeks. Okay, like fine by me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys have hit on some of the people that I'm excited about. Um, I personally enjoy Wes. I know that we have some issues with him and Devon. I know that. Um, <laughs> I did talk to him about this yesterday. I was like, yes, I can't support him because of what he did to Devon. <laughs> I, I just like... I like rooting for a villain sometimes and mm-hmm. he's always going to be a villain. Mm-hmm. But the thing about him is like everyone who, who hangs out with him in real life, no, like loves him, like absolutely yeah. loves yeah. him. Like, and so, you know that he's not a shitty person, but he yes. comes on this to like almost get out all of his manipulative side. And even like his friends come on the show or like, I love him, but he's a fucking squirrel. Like I don't trust him as far Mm -hmm. as I can throw him. And so Mm -hmm. I like that about him, that, like, everyone knows to separate real-life Wes from game Wes. So I'm here for whatever drama he brings, whatever game moves he has. And um, I'm also really excited for Sylvia as well. Like, I have to reiterate that I I do think that she could do well still on a regular challenge season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I agree. Like, she got hosed in the end of Final Reckoning. Um, But... I'm excited for her because I do think that she has a good read on herself where she says it like everybody thinks I'm an underdog, but she she like proves herself, but not so much in a way where you're threatened by her. It's almost like you're impressed by Sylvia, but never threatened. And I just like how she's able to pull that off. And she has a hometown alliance with Wes as they are, I think, two of the only challenge competitors ever to be from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I didn't know that. I did like when I know it's going to the second episode, but when they were coming out of the house and they like both did the, the hand grenade thing, like, okay, that's funny. I like yeah. this. So 
we have a stacked cast and we know mm-hmm. this because at the beginning of the first challenge, TJ tells them every single person here has made a final before. That's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. And some of them, I don't so, even remember making a final. And like, I, I don't, don't know if they count all-stars finals yeah, as I part mean, of that, right? Because like 10 yeah, people make the final in all-star seasons. Because hmm. has Jemmy like ever made an actual, like a non-all-stars final? I she think has. her night came in like third place in like their first season ever. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Otherwise, everyone else I know has made a regular mm-hmm. final. I just wasn't sure about Jemmy. So yeah. I love I love this premise because I love the fact that you can't underestimate anyone. I feel like sometimes well n- less all-stars than like just regular challenge but i feel like there's a lot of like i'm better than this person and they underestimate a lot of their competitors when in reality their people have their strengths and weaknesses and so you can't say anything bad about anyone on this cast about strength or we- weaknesses because they've all proven themselves because they've mm-hmm. all been to finals so that means you've done an entire season of the challenge and gone to the place you've been like i don't remember who said it but someone has uh, gone to the final without even being in an elimination and i was like what the heck yeah. like that's so yeah. cool like props to you um and yeah so i'm just very excited that i don't have to hear like those shenanigans like those like weird connotations of like underestimating people so i i was amped for this i was like yes like this is what we want this gives this gives all-star to me like a new meaning behind all-stars and one it thing was... that stood out to me, I just want to say off the top about these two episodes, is that, like, is Derek on this season? <laughs> like, he's he did, there, right? Yeah. He did get a little commentary in. On but... episode two, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he was all over the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, as a face of the franchise, almost. And it was like, they were hiding him. Maybe they're saving him for later. I do think part of that is because he has the following with the podcast. Like, they're arguably the biggest challenge podcast out there. So, um he has connections. He and there's people that are watching and rooting for Derek because mm-hmm. of listening to that podcast so often. Um, Josie and the person you were talking about, it was Ronnie, who's a two-time champion and never been in an elimination. I Ugh. knew I typed that out. So. Crazy. That's wild. Like mad respect. Mm-hmm. So let's jump straight into this first challenge. There is a name, and I won't lie to you, I didn't write it down. Because it did not stand out to me to write it down. You know what? Name doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. So I think it was what we vision. have of this first challenge yeah. is there is a wall. What is, what, tunnel vision? Yeah, yeah, I think it was called tunnel vision. You said it was tunnel vision? Yeah, tunnel yes, vision. I, got- I know I just froze. Um, <laughs> good. We're going to call it tunnel vision even if it wasn't called tunnel vision. So. Okay, we're back. My Wi-Fi is being stupid. Um, it's been it's been good so for so long. Okay, so Tunnel Vision is the game, and the premise of it is there's a wall that has like three holes in it, and everybody runs up to the wall, can look through it, and on the other side there's a puzzle with like 16 unique pieces, but they share a lot of commonalities, and whoever mm. can run up to the wall, memorize pieces, go back to the puzzle, put it together first wins 
what we know going into this challenge is the last place woman and the last place man are both going straight into the elimination. And you're basically told you want to win. You have power if you win. That's really all we know we go going into it. We have the men going first. And I don't think there's a lot to comment on with this challenge in terms of like strategy or anything else because it's just a bunch of people running up to a wall. However, I do laugh in a like, oh, that sucks type of way when Cyrus was like, I'm colorblind. <laughs> no, because that was so bad. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, he has to be joking. Like he's pulling our legs. And then, no, he's actually colorblind. I was like, King, go through it. You got this. Like, and that's a disadvantage. Like production knows this when they're designing the challenges that they are setting him up to be the last place finisher in this challenge, I thought. Mm-hmm. Which is unfair. I love Cyrus. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, when the colors mattered so much and mm-hmm. I obviously don't know what it's like to be colorblind. So I don't know if you just like see it as a, a different color or if it's just like do red and purple look the same to you? So you can't tell the difference between the red parts and the purple parts. Like, but regardless of what it is, Mm-hmm. as soon as he said the puzzle like with the colors and things i'm sure cyrus was like shit i came out here for a day <laughs> yeah. and i'm going home literally i i will say the only other thing about the challenge was i was expecting like more people to like i don't know push i don't know if they're like yeah. kind or like i don't know what it is or they're all like feeling a little old i don't know but it's like there's a small hole and it just felt like especially tyler like tyler was like let me sit here and wait while everyone looks like no push someone like i don't know if it's just that comes off a little aggressive but i'm like move someone push someone hit someone like you don't want to be last hello like are we not scared of elimination with this cast like i don't know i just felt like there was a lot of kindness um it was giving very canadian energy which is like fine but like i don't expect that from the challenge like that's not Mm -hmm. what i'm expecting no i agree with you josiana because like i think of the last two all-star seasons the first challenge has been really physical and this one was just like run up, look. Oh, okay, you you look first. Oh, I'll wait in line. And that is not challenge all stars. And I bet TJ, even though they didn't show it, was probably like yelling at them, like "Let's go, get physical. Who wants to see it first? <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it just didn't happen. Yeah, and I did like though that we got everyone at once, as opposed to like the Heats. second episode where we got heats, heats. and stuff. Yeah, it's like a little difficult to as a viewer to figure out like, okay, did this person come in first, second, whatever. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Cause I think we can all agree on this. MTV has done some sketchy shit in the past when there's no like timers being shown to us as audience members. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anything that we're like, they're not following it at once. I am already skeptical of fair. Definitely. So they run back and forth. Right. And, um, Wes comes in first, or should I say Wesley, as MJ called him, which it made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> not the government name, but um, <laughs> we had Wes come in first, and then Yes come in second, mm-hmm. and MJ came in third. Cyrus loses to almost no one's surprise because, again, my man can't the see. <laughs> what if my- he, oh my God, what if he like broke out those glasses? You know how there's glasses you can wear if you're colorblind? And, like, oh, they, you can actually see colors. Oh, there's, like, TikToks and stuff of people, like, seeing color for the first time. Or not That's just color, but, like, so cool, actually. seeing things, yeah. co- like, correctly for the first time. Like, what if he was, like, oh, you thought you were going to get me? And then, like, pulls out his shades. 
it's actually like goggles and he's yes. like it's giving like be like i don't know uh, that would be so yeah. funny i wish you know what next time he can pack it with him if he shows up to all stars four and then he can go ah, ah, ah you thought you could get me again <laughs> and and pull it through hopefully out of all of this, I was actually really surprised that MJ finished in the top three because to me, when I think about him and after watching him win last season, he is not like known for his skills and puzzles. Um, and so I really thought someone else would get ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Like Darrell. Yeah, I think that this could have been like anybody's challenge, which is a reason I liked that they did this one first mm-hmm. because yeah. it wasn't even as much of a puzzle as it was running back and forth in memorization. And yeah. Yeah. So I do like when we have those puzzles or those challenges where anyone can win. It's not going to be the biggest or the fastest. Like you have to have a little bit of everything in order to be able to successful in it. Yeah, I will say uh, we'll see what it's like to do a puzzle. Um, The equalizer, as someone called it, (laughs) ironically. So, yeah, I I do think that having something that like memorize. First of all, you have to have stamina, like the running back and forth. It's expected in a challenge. But the memorization part, I feel like that's very important as well like that we've seen recently like with like math equations or Mm -hmm. whatever else it might be like codes um and so i i really i really like that that was the first challenge because i feel like the first challenge sets the tone so this feels like the most balanced challenge that they could have for the beginning yeah i definitely agree with you after the men we obviously have the women go and um, something that made me laugh was Wes at the beginning when he's like, I'm supporting you all equally. <laughs> when like people are like cheering for people like <laughs> what a Wes thing to do is just yell that from the side. Uh, Kaylee coming out here with some shades saying like she's more likely to win because she's younger with better eyesight. Uh, <laughs> I like Kayla. I don't know how you guys feel about her, but I think like she's got enough attitude in the confessionals to be entertaining um but i think she's also really good at fostering relationships with who she wants to but does not have an issue of like being up front and i mean she said she's like i'm known for bringing the drama like she stands up for herself and the people that um she's loyal to so like i think she is a great character for the challenge Mm -hmm. i don't know how you guys feel about her I mean, I personally, the reason why I feel like I have an interesting perspective is because I don't know if you guys watched uh, Lindsay Lohan's reality TV show, like the Mykonos one. Yes, I, I watched did. it. Kayla. <laughs> I, I didn't know she was coming on the show. So I was watching it and I was like, uh, where do I know this girl from? And I was like, the challenge? I, I don't know how like the two translates, but okay, girl boss, like do your thing. And so like I have my perspective of her from that show, which I've like no no shade to Lindsay Lohan but sometimes I was like girl you're doing too much so signing a little bit with Kayla I just feel like when she plays in the challenge house she has her group of people that I don't usually root for like Nani and um and Jenna which nothing wrong with them they're just not the people I usually like root for Mm -hmm. and so to see her not with that group I'm like a little bit more open to it but it's like I'm not like crazy about her being on like there are individual players that i would have loved to see on all stars for sure like that are technically in her age group or her era of the challenge but i like that we're getting a chance to see her as who she is outside of like the drama from the outside world coming into the game and like her and the holy trinity so 
I I mean, she gives me energy and spunk, and I like it. But I was like, girl, be careful with the ageism. You never know. The, they're OGs for a reason. Like, they they will whoop your butt. Like, don't, don't be talking all that shit and then regretting it later. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I was not excited to see Kayla on the season, but mm. I was really happy in the first two episodes. Like, she's here to bring the drama. She's here to mix it up, which I want to see. Yeah. Um, and I also love all of her new tattoos. Her sleeve is amazing. Mm-hmm. Come on, attach it to detail. Oh my God, I did not even know that she. I'm a big tattoo sleep. person. She used to only have the hot air balloon, but now it goes mm-hmm. all the way down to her wrist, full of American traditional style tattoos. So, mm-hmm. gotta I, gotta give respect. I will be asking you to know, tell me every single different detail about everyone else from the rest of this podcast <laughs> because I literally feel like I stare at it like very like like big like just looking at what's happening kind of thing. And you're telling me that she has a new slave and all that stuff. I'm like. Jason, you're our detail person, I guess. I'm a tattoo guy. What can I say? Mm. No, Jason is very good at noticing small details of mm. things that happen within these shows. Like, there's been plenty of times when we podcast about the challenge back in the day that I was like, wait, what? Like, this happened? <laughs> How did you, like, remember or notice this? A perfect example would be, we didn't talk about this, but, like, earlier, before the challenge... Naya and Jordan, when they were talking outside, you know, they just came in. Did y'all see how they were covered in sweat? No. It was disgusting. They were dripping on their faces, like through Jordan's hat. And I'm like, go inside. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Um, These are the things I put in my notes. I couldn't even tell you what color dress she was wearing. Me neither, but I saw them dripping in sweat. (laughs) saw the sweat. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is what Jason brings to the table. You bet. Just detail and sweat. Tattoos and sweat. (laughs) I will say before we leave the Kayla topic, a reason I'm a fan of her is, I don't know if any of you watched her real world season, but their real world season almost had some like road rules component to it where it was like um, they had to do these like different challenges and one of them, they had to like hike up this mountain and she couldn't do it. Like she... She struggled. And so um, when I saw that she was cast for the chat, like her first challenge season, I was like, girl couldn't even hike up a mountain. Why the fuck are they bringing this women on here? Like <laughs> give me people who can compete. But she said like that mountain hike, like motivated her to like go and get in shape and start working out and stuff. And so like she has a self-awareness to her that if you're going to be as direct as blunt and have the personality that she has to also like be able to work on your flaws at the same time, but own mm. like who you are. Like I really respect that about her. And so I know that she's not people's favorites, um, but I have a soft spot for Kayla in my heart and um, I'm happy that she is here and I'm excited to what she brings or what she's going to bring. Cause we've seen in two episodes already, like, like Jason said, she's here to play. And she's way better than Kellyanne. <laughs> I, I will say that I'm learning so much about you two. So, so Carrie just likes to root for people that people traditionally just don't like. And then Jason likes to pay attention to details that no one will literally pay attention to. So, I'm also loyal to the soil because I love Nani. I, I had such a reaction when you said that yeah, earlier about her. Your face, Jason, when you, she was like, Nani. I mean, I if I have to pick between Nani and Bailey, I'm picking Bailey. Oop. Well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. It's weird because like in different 
shows I have different rooting interests. Like if you hear me talk about The Real Housewives, I always gravitate towards like the most normal one and like who's the most grounded. But then in shows like this, like I do like people who are going to like back up their shit talk. You know what I mean? Like I've always been a massive CT fan because regardless of like who you are, what you think about him, what you do, what you say to him, like he will still go out there and kick your ass any day of the week. And so um, like no matter what he does or says, like he knows he can win. And I like that in a challenge competitor because like not to get too off topic, but some of my biggest gripes about, our like flagship challenges lately have been like we're bringing on both men and women but more so women who don't stand a chance to win a final like do not give me these people go and find me beasts go and find me the jennies like give me the people who like okay they might be a little bit more boring but at the same time like can back it up yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think I think that's why I like All Stars a lot more than I do the regular challenge now, mm-hmm. because it just reminds me of classic challenge, like people who are here to party but also compete, and it's not that deep. Like it's just like they're they love the game and they love to compete. Whereas I feel like now the new challenge, like I'm a strategic person, like I come from a background of Survivor and Big Brother. I get it. I love the strategy. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like. The challenge is all about competition. And so when you come in and you're like, I don't want to see elimination. I don't want to do this. Like, it's mm-hmm. to the point where now we have to make twists where people have to get skulls to make to the final because mm-hmm. people just don't respect the art of the game like they used to. And so, like, I agree. Like, we need more women on the cast who are, like, down to get, like, dirty with even, like, some of the men. Like, obviously, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking in the general sense, not all-stars. But, like, yeah, we need we need to bring back the competitors like i even like a lot of them like to fight in real life i like that energy like Mm -hmm. i don't like the throwing drinks weird thing like whatever but yes i agree bring me back the cts bring me back the jennies like a little bit of personality won't hurt anybody though Mm -hmm. but yes totally on you with that one i back you up so let's get into the women's heat of this. Um, we have Sylvia coming out here and showing every single challenger what is up. She got it on her first check. Yeah, and unreal. I believe it was Jordan who is like, she did it in half the time of any of yep. the guys in one check. Like, holy shit. Like, she definitely impressed Jordan, at least in that. And I mean, Jordan has a legacy of being one of the best challengers ever. And so if you like, if you're impressing Jordan, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. So we had Sylvia come in first, Kellyanne come in second and Veronica come in third. Cynthia lost. We haven't really talked about Cynthia yet. Cynthia, I got to scroll up in my notes. Cynthia was on the first challenge in 1998. Negative three. Yeah. So Josie is negative three years old. I was in fourth grade, maybe fifth, depending on when this aired. Um, But this she's coming back from a long time ago and so tina said she still looks the exact same yes nehemiah's Uh, interested in her yes no nehemiah i was sick i was like why are we getting this segment of nehemiah (laughs) Nehemiah, he's gonna flirt with a pulse i'm so so you're so unserious my guy i'm like i can't didn't him and Jemmy mess around the first season? That's what I'm saying. Like, Nehemiah will flirt with anybody with the pulse. What is Nehemiah's oh type? <laughs> Nehemiah's Anything, type is anyone. pulse. Pulse. 
Because I feel like there was someone last season where he was like, yeah, she looks good. And I can't remember who it was, yeah. but I was just like, damn, Nehemiah, like, <laughs> Beth, right? Yeah. It was. Oh, <laughs> right. Goodness gracious. <sighs> <sighs> so after we have the winners, we didn't really know that it mattered at this point who came in after first because last season it was the first place male and the first place female who did um mm-hmm. people who went who like the house would vote on but instead once we're all lined up we realize that oh we're getting the authority so tj explains the authority that is as the top three women finishers and the top three men finishers for the challenge and tj lets you know here that if you finish in first you have the opportunity to sabotage anyone in the next challenge So we get a bunch of information at the end of this challenge. So our authority here is Sylvia, Kellyanne, Veronica for the women. And then we have Wes, Yes, and MJ. Wes and Yes is going to be a difficult one for me all season. (laughs) Why we got to be off by just a letter? Can't we we have Wesley, Yes, and MJ? (laughs) Yeah, we start calling him Wesley now. Come on, government. Give it to us. (laughs) Wesley. And... Uh, before we leave the challenge, we get a cut to Wes, which I thought was hilarious of him being like, power, like afraid to say names, like shut the fuck up. I'll say all the names. Something that goes underrated before I get off of this in the challenge all stars is being able to hear the F bombs because it just makes it so much better. (laughs) (laughs) So after the challenge, the common theme of conversation is like, what's Wes going to do? Which is kind of crazy to me. What do you guys think about this of everyone seeing this as this is Wes's decision, even though there's six people in the authority? I thought it was obvious because he's the most dominant out of those, out of those six, you know, him and Sylvia are already working together. Kellyanne is from the same era as Wes. She just follows whatever, whatever other people say. I actually thought Veronica was going to be a big influencer also just because she's very vocal, but she really folded all her cards in that authority conversation. I was really disappointed. I don't like, I, I, to me, it's like you, you only, someone has as much power as you give them. Yeah. And so to me, it's like West is the perfect example. Like a bunch of people are like, I don't trust him. I don't know if I can work with him. Blah, blah. Like we get a whole sequence in the beginning mm-hmm. prior to even the challenge, just talking about West, which I get. Like, I, what, what made me laugh is that <laughs> Darrell made a reference to what Davon said about West, which was calling him Rumpelgilson. And I died. I literally died. I almost tweeted at Davon. I was like, Davon, have you seen this? That was so funny. So um, yes, and Rumble Skillskin is also another option as a um, name uh, to avoid mixing them up. But I, I was like, there's a lot of power just being given to Wes. Like, you don't have to follow him. You can stand up for what you want to. But because I don't know if it's like the first week or they're just very intimidated by Wes. Like, I don't know. They just, like, give him the power to do that. So was I crazy? Like, was I shocked that people were like, oh, my God, this is West's decision? No, but that's because I know that they also give him that power. And that power, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think there are a few people who just don't give him the power or allow him to do that. And that's the people who West fears. 
mm -hmm. because they're great competitors, but they they don't like I guess submit to him for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. So yeah. And that's why he always worked with rookies. That was his strategy because they'll just Absolutely. say, "Oh, you're a veteran. I'll do whatever you say." Like that's exactly. who he wants to work with. Yeah, that does add an extra layer of complexity in All Stars. Is you have a couple of people who don't have relationships with anyone else, but then you have people who continued to watch the series throughout the time that they weren't on. So they've seen Wes in action. You have people who have remained friends outside of here. You have people like Derek who like talks to people because of his podcast who has like you have all these different layers of mm -hmm. relationships to navigate that it's so hard to know which ones are going to take precedent over others yes and it's a cool layer of complexity because you do see people like throw their friendship to the wind walking into this house knowing that like the money still matters and they've all done enough of these and they're all like older as well that like it's not as they realize there's more to life than winning $500,000, yes. but yeah. also know that like it's okay to put themselves first in it. It's, yeah. it's really cool. The, all the layers we get out of this all-stars season. And another thing that I just saw in the comments that Josh Green put in the chat was that Wes apparently back in the day dated Kayla. Like, no, whoa. I think it was Kellyanne. I think it was Kellyanne. Oh, is it Kellyanne? Okay, because I yeah. read it wrong then. Because I was like, Kayla and Wes? Oh, my God. Make that a TV show. Kellyanne, <laughs> I can see them together. That makes a lot more sense. That's yeah, so Kayla um, had, like, that guy Mikey, and then she cheated on Mikey with Bear, and then oh, she yeah, ended up with um, the guy that she's now married to while yes. she was over in the UK, Sam Bird yeah. from Love Island. So um, She got married to him? Yeah. Yeah, they just got married recently. Mm -hmm. Wow. Isn't that, mm, that's so tea. That's what I mean. I, and, and this is what's great about All Stars too. Um, obviously, I am an avid person who loves mess. I literally have a podcast called Just So Damn Messy where we talk about the mess. But what I appreciate is that, and this is kind of how I feel also like within like the mini community to a degree, is people who can take game outside of personal, like, Obviously, sometimes you can level like leverage relationships that you have outside of a game in a game. But I like that at the end of the day, it's always like, ah, I have respect for you. I love the game so hey, much. And, hi, Nitro. Uh, I have respect for you and the game. So therefore, you know, what happens in the game happens in the game, but we can move forward and become friends. Yeah. So that was really cool. Like, I, I love that about All-Stars. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, we've seen it in the first two seasons. We'll continue to see it now that these relationships supersede what happens in the game. Like there might be frustration, but at the end of the day, they know that like they need to do what's best for them. And mm -hmm. uh, I think even more so because they're all older, a lot of them have families like they're not 20 somethings just playing for themselves that they have a lot of people that they want to support and they also realize that other people have the same thing so it's like selfish to view it like i need this money more than whoever does like in the regular challenge we hear like Corey, like oh i'm playing for my daughters and like ct's guys kid is home and like the kids come up a lot right but Corey's a parent uh, court no way. Yes. Stop it. He stop, it. stop it right now. <laughs> I can't tell it. if Jason is joking with me ever. <laughs> like earlier before uh. we came on, Jason was like, who's that redheaded guy? Oh, what? <laughs> I literally lost my mind. You know, I can't. 
I'm going to wait until Carrie gives me a reaction of what if it's actually true or not before I say anything anymore. I just forgot, I you know, I've. No, I can't. I can't. I was going to say, he's on Team Mom. Like, I was gonna say, not that, that I watch Team Mom, but like, come on. At least I know that. So can we talk about the thing that happened after the challenge that I was loving seeing, which was the party and everyone's grand entrance? Yes. yes. The jungle party. Let's get yes. into this. Who was your favorite entrance? Come on, Tyler. Are you kidding Easy. me? No, no competition. Yes. Tyler came in. Oh, just the fan. The two boys beside him. It was all about everybody like kneeling, bowing down. It was giving what was the awesome. girlies wanted. And I love that. Forget a whole club, like a secluded club. I like the parties in the middle. And you come up with your own themes and have a good time. Play the music. Oh, I was here for it. Tyler ate down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this a dumb question? I'm going to ask it. This is a safe space. <laughs> so... Do they tell these people ahead of time, like part uh, pack a costume for a jungle party, or do they have like boxes of jungle costumes and say pick from this? I think it's the second. You think so? Because I remember like last year they did like the '90s party. Like you think they all went out and bought this like vintage '90s stuff? Maybe. I mean, they'll be on TV again. Uh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Like, is that a dumb question? <laughs> I, I don't know if I it is or not. <laughs> I don't think it's a dumb question because like I never th- I feel like that's a thought that I would probably have well after the show mm-hmm. and not during because I'm just so in it that I don't care like they could have told me that they picked it from the plant beside them and that it's a magic plant that just gives them the outfits that they need and I would have believed it because I just get so entranced and into these shows yeah. that like I just don't be thinking about it I'm like where's the scenario production has some costumes for them and it's like yeah. here you go. And I also want to comment on, even though I, I barely remember what it was, like in my notes, I have like, yes, and Veronica also had great costumes on. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Did they just wear regular like Hawaiian t-shirts? I think it was just their like- vibe. Like he was walking in like a champ. And that is just like so different than the yes we saw on season one when he was, you know, making coffee for a little bit in the reserved. Yeah. Like, Let me make oatmeal for you. And now he's just walking around like he knows his shit doesn't stink. And I love seeing that side of yes. That's so that con- I, that's something I wanted to talk about when we talk about like the, the second episode and kind of like we got kind of that a little bit also in the preview. I think the contrast between a lot of people from the initial season versus what they are now is really crazy. And he's one of them. Like I remember watching season one and being like, um, he's just giving very like furniture, like not in a bad yeah. way. It was just like he was there. Like I wasn't really thinking about him. And so for him to come on this season and kind of, I feel like there's a few stars that we've seen like just really shine these these last two episodes, but he's one of them. And if you would have said that to me when I was watching season one, I would have been like, you, you've lost your mind. There's no way. And so I love that. There was also someone with a leaf in front of their junk. I don't remember who it is. I love that costume. I saw that and I literally lost my mind. I was like laughing my head off. I just love the return to form of like the challenge seasons that we adore, which is you have the challenge that day, everyone gets shit faced that night, and then the elimination is the next day. And there's no <laughs> yeah. regard for if you're going into the elimination or not, if you're drinking or not. You know what I mean? Like now it's so much more coordinated and um, calculated in terms of like, oh, I might be going in, so I'm not drinking. And it, Especially with the last couple of seasons being COVID, they've had to kind of like restrict where they're going or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really just miss 
Like that's these two episodes are the ideal setup of episodes. You have a little yes. bit of pre-challenge stuff. You have the challenge, then you have the going out, and then you have the elimination. And like, don't re- don't change that. Use if it's not fi- yeah. if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like this works. This provides everything we need as viewers. And I also say this to the like the flagship challenge as well y'all getting off on your little like cliffhangers and stuff no leave me on my cliff i'm not hanging from shit i want it to end at the end of the episode (laughs) i agree um first of all thank you josh green for clarifying that it was jordan jordan ate down with the leaf yes he did (laughs) i was here for it it was giving me george in the jungle and i loved but jordan the jungle Oh, ah, there we go. Come on now. That that deserves some snaps. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I I just love this type of challenge. And that's why I think All-Stars will just be what we're getting now. Like, yeah. I don't care about spies, lies, and allies. I don't care about all <laughs> that stuff. World for war, war of the world, I couldn't care less. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> sorry <laughs> Josh Green wrote a comment that made me laugh he said he may be a dick but he ate that with that outfit <laughs> I agree anyways but um, all that to say is that this is what us fans of the challenge who have been watching for forever like to see and I don't know why all of a sudden they're creating this new formula I don't know if they think that the new age of like challenge fans just love this format but I haven't met any new challenge fans Ever. Like, I just feel like everyone who I've been around, I'm probably one of the youngest people I know that watches a challenge and who has, and I've been watching since Cutthroat. So obviously, I know what the gag is. I know what's yeah. happening. So I just like, who cares about the themes? Give me classic old challenge. Give me people who party, have, don't have a care in the world what happens in the, the next day, because that's the formula that we fell in love with. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Come on now. I just don't make no sense. Yeah. And another thing I agree with you that stood out to me during the party mm-hmm. is like the champ of the day, uh, Sylvia, right? She goes up to Cynthia and she's like, who do you want to go against? Like, you're going in. Give me a name. And this shows mm-hmm. how long it's been since Cynthia was on the show. She says, oh, just choose for me. And I was oh. yelling at my TV, yeah. like, Cynthia, this is the challenge. She's letting you choose who you're going against. Just say someone. And in that in that moment, I was like, I think Cynthia's going home. Like she does not have what it takes to come back and compete in Challenge All Stars. I think Cynthia just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll take. She got anyone. her paycheck already. Honestly, but all, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's I could it could easily be the check. Like uh, you know what? Me too. I love to secure a bag and like do the bare minimum for the bag. I get it. But I also think that's like the attitude that you should have. Like if you're coming to when you have to compete against every single person in that house, regardless if it's in a final or if it's in an elimination or just a regular challenge, like you have to be every single person. So for her to be like, I don't care. I love that energy. I hate people who are like, give me the weakest person, like the person I think which is weak, who's the weakest, which is the point that I mentioned earlier about like people underestimating other people. I just love that energy of being like, give me who you want. Like, who cares? If I leave, I leave, but I gave my all and you're not going to try to manipulate what I'm going to say. I think the new challenge, a lot of the time you ask someone, who do you want? And then they manipulate it and they use it against you. And so I was kind of refreshed. I was like, yes, girl. Give us nothing, but in the best way. Like, yes. 
Yeah, I mean, especially how we saw this different perspective was taken. We can get into it later. That I agree with you that it almost seems like giving no information could be the best way to get what you want because mm-hmm. when you do give like honest information, it <laughs> seems to get used against you. Absolutely. So I think it would have um, been a crazy move if she was like put in Kayla. Because that's Sylvia's <laughs> number one, just to stir yeah. it up. Because like, yeah, Sylvia, that would be imagine the look on her face if like Cynthia would have said Kayla. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm team. But then <laughs> the second most shocking thing to happen, I will get to the first. I will make sure to bring it up. Uh, first most shocking thing to happen in these two episodes that would have been second for me. Still, even and that would have been good. But I think this was still better. Um, all right, so after. The jungle party, we get the authority meeting, and MJ brings up, like, hey, you know, might not be a bad idea to take a shot at Jordan, to which I thought Wes would be the one saying that. I I was shocked, honestly. I was like, I don't the thing is is that Jordan has no relationships, so I understand kind of like, well, like relationships with this cast specifically. Mm-hmm. He has a few, but even at that, I don't think they're that strong in comparison to everyone else. And so I was like, hmm. Why are you saying that? Is it because like, you're you're safe? Like why why Wes? Like to me, like the math was not mathing into like why he would just throw his name out. Like we expect it from Wes. It was shocking to hear from MJ, but I think the fact that it didn't actually happen overall is what like confused me because I'm like, you know, Wes was kind of talking shit about Jordan before. He's like, well, Jordan's kind of a good player. When I say talking shit, I mean, like, you know, like, in the confessionals, just saying, like, you know, Jordan's good at the game. So, I know, that really surprised me. And so, the fact that that was mentioned and it didn't actually end up that way was, like, very, like, what? Like, how how does this make sense? How do you feel about Jason? I had the same reaction. I was really impressed that MJ said Jordan's name. I think it could have been the most strategic decision he's made in his two-season arc on (laughs) All-Stars. And I think maybe Wes and Jordan have some backdoor deal where they said, like, we won't say each other's name or we're going to wait. We want to run the final together or something because, like, MJ was giving Jordan to Wes on a silver platter. How I was just so shocked. But I think it was also maybe Yes's influence because he said, I want to run a final with him. And I was just like, yes. Have you seen the show? Jordan wins. He is so good in the final. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the chance to take him out. And I yeah. think they, I think they're probably going to regret it later on in the season. What's... I think what was interesting, though, was Wes being like, you know, it's not a bad idea. However, mm-hmm. Wes knows that he's a target. Like, Jordan is a target because he's a beast. Like, people know that it's going to be tough to beat Jordan. So I could see him getting thrown over and over again, right? But Wes, if he's going to make people angry, like, he already comes in with the social target on his mm-hmm. back. Everyone knows that he's up to no good. And so – if I think if he's out there putting someone like Jordan in immediately, like he is only making that target bigger. And so I actually thought it was kind of smart by us to be like, well, if we just go like who came in second to last and it's logical reasoning, no one can really get mad at us if they come back mm-hmm. because we're doing the same thing for both. So I thought that like if Wes went big the first time he had power Wes is fighting an uphill battle for the Great rest point. of the game more more so than he already is where I think this kind of shows like 
look, I had the opportunity, but I didn't do it. I, I, I respect the game. I respect you, like, and kind of averted the situation. And I, I thought that was smart by him. Like, I would understand entirely throwing Jordan in until he gets eliminated. There's going to come something where someone's going to beat Jordan if you keep throwing him in. And I think that's really your only chance to beat him. Um, but I did think it was smart by Wes to, like, mm-hmm. not put – make the target more enlarged than it already is. I I will say that Jordan did mention in his confessional, he said, you know, honestly, and I think this is like kind of like the juxtaposition between like the, the authority, but he had said something along the lines of like, I actually would want to work with Wes this season. And so I just don't know if that conversation has already happened or it hasn't yet, but they're like, to me, it's like to see what, like this conversation versus what happens later on it's like i don't actually know where like jordan and wes actually stand and mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit confusing i don't know if it'll be a revealed like um during war of the worlds where we find out oh my god wes and johnny bananas have been working together this whole time <laughs> i don't know it could be it could be one of those moments yeah. uh except this time it's wes and jordan but i don't know it's a little bit confusing but overall i do think it was smarter for Wes's game to not put Jordan in because if Jordan goes home, you're next, bud. So it would serve no purpose. And I was also surprised, um, putting the spotlight on a different authority member, that Veronica, even though she said she doesn't want to stick her neck out there, she said two people's names who she is working with. We saw earlier, you know, Tyler says, like, we're together. We saw in the opening seconds of this show, her Mm -hmm. and Tina walked in together. They've been friends for 20 years. And I just thought she would at least try to defend them and try to put the target on someone else because she could have lost her two closest allies in the first episode. And that does not set you up to go to the final throughout the season. But even though Tina came back, but still. I have a question. Do you think that Veronica views herself in a similar light to how Wes views himself? himself because veronica is the only three-time women's champ she has the patient being good at the challenges i mean given in the ones that she like the flagship ones that she's shown up on in the last couple of times like she hasn't done anything impressive but yeah she against people who are more her age maybe like as not of good a shape as she like is coming into it like i just remember like ct being like please just go for a run like yelling at her (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if um she kind of views herself in a similar light of like she has a target on her back too and so if it means kind of like not putting herself out there for tina it keeps her a little bit more in the shadows than um if she were to be like, no, absolutely not, then it's like very open. Okay, Veronica's not doing this. And it gives another reason to try and like uh, go after her because then you're separating a duo. I just wonder. I'm not saying that's 100% true, but I could also see it being true. I buy that. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Veronica kind of has always carried herself. At least I haven't watched Veronica technically in her prime. So... I just know, like, when she first showed up um, during just, like, the regular challenge, and I was like, okay, like, she has a reputation, she has a legacy, um, you know, like, she gets in fights or whatever, but she, it usually, the way it's explained is that she kind of always gets her way, and so because I've never really seen it in action, to me, it's like, I can just see, like, what I get, and so I think she carries herself in a way that she thinks, like, 
not to say that she's not, but like she thinks she's hot shit. And um, I don't know how entirely true it is because I'm like, well, as much as it, it is important to not put a target on yourself, if you already have that supposed reputation, regardless of what you do, you're still going to have a target on your back. So you might as well stick up for your allies because at the end of the day, like no one in this house is stupid. Like people know who people are working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you just outwardly said you were working with Tina, no one would be surprised. And then there's a conversation later on where the people still hear that. So I just feel like there was no harm in her, like just being like, um, I'm not letting Tina go in or I'm not letting Tina go in. Cause that's my girl. Yeah. Like no one would have like done anything. Wouldn't have shook the tables. If Tina still would have went in, at least it was like, she still fought for her friend versus like the reaction we ended up getting from her. And so I don't know. I just feel like I just didn't understand that strategic reason because everyone kind of knows everyone's like friends. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you who Nehemiah is friends with. I can tell you who Jemmy is friends with. So why are we trying to act like those things don't exist? Just because you have a friend with one person doesn't mean you can be an, you can't be someone else's ally. I don't know. The reasoning just made no sense to me. In Veronica's defense, she was a beast in her prime. She was so good. I believe like, you. Um, like she was one of those people we were talking about that can like back up. She got her way because she was so good. Um, yeah, in her prime, like I remember watching some of her seasons more recently, like a few years ago. I watched as many seasons of the challenge as I could and um like rewatched them. And I remember just being like, Oh shit, like I was surprised by how good Veronica was because I wasn't expecting it. But um, I also think she kind of gets to hide behind the fact that the last two times she was on, she wasn't that good. So it's kind of like she she's not coming in just having won a challenge where like West won, uh, was it War of the Worlds or whatever it was, the the desert one. Yeah. So there's a difference in that as well. But yeah, I, I mean, it is interesting that she didn't put herself out there for Tina and we get a little bit of that after the authority. So Tina says she's happy Veronica took the first shot because now she can do it back and not feel bad about it. Um, I know we said that like, Tina's one of the people we were happy coming back. I was so thrilled with her in season two. And then I was so mad at her and the way she left where she just like stood there and was like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I get she said she was looking out for like mental health and stuff. And so I was so like afraid with her going in that we were going to get that again. Um, and like not to go too far forward, but Tina actually competes this time. And I, I'm glad we're getting more of her. But yeah, Tina's like pumped. She's like, hell yeah, Veron took the fir- Veronica took the first shot. Like, let's go. Do you think that's some foreshadowing? Do you think Tina's going to end up sniping Veronica? There's no way Tina's going to no. finish in the top three in any challenge. Unless there's <laughs> only three people left. <laughs> I love her. She has been the worst competitor in the first two episodes. And it hurts me to say this because I love Tina, but she is just not cut out for these challenges unless they complete. She can maybe she can win trivia. Mm-hmm. That is the one she can win. But other than that, I don't think she has any chance. Unfortunately, uh, she didn't do that bad in season two. No, she didn't. But she's just, I mean, drawing dead <laughs> in these challenges. It's so funny because both me and Jason are like, yeah, for sure. Like, no, she's not going to do that. And Jason's like, well, that's because she'll never be in the top three. How about that? And I was not going in that thought process at all. 
Like literally, I will have to rewind and look at my reaction when Jason was like, "She Loki sucks," and I was like, oh. "And I no. love her," which is it's so hard for me to say. But like, I watch the show just like y'all do. Like, come on. And that's totally fair, honestly. Like, your assessment isn't wrong. Okay, um, I just was not expecting that direction. I mean, for me, it's just like I feel like Tina has already ad. Well, I not to get too much into see, like episode two. But, like, we've seen Tina advocate for her friend. She said, don't put Veronica in. Don't put um, Melinda Melinda in. So, it's, like, obviously, like, to me, she's already advocating for her friends. I, I, I would see later down on the line. But that's not because she's purposely going to snipe Veronica. It's probably because it's down the line. Versus, like, if Tina was in the top three in episode two, she would not put Veronica in. Um, and so, I, I don't know. I just, that comment is very interesting. And I'm... I want to see if the seeds that they just planted with that confessional will actually grow into fruition into something actually deeper. But as of right now, like Jason said, I don't see her really winning competitions anytime soon. And also I don't think it's like really in her nature to do that. Really. I think she's just funny in confessionals and she's like taking it like lightly. And so she's saying, well, I can take the next shot if I want to, but I don't mean, I don't think she really wants to back up that. Uh, initial i guess comment thought and to Um, get off of the show and into the twitter streets in the last week i will say if johnny bananas was on this season tina would get in that authority and say mm -hmm. his name before anyone else oh just saying deleted Mm -hmm. tweets Mm -hmm. i did see that on reddit oh hold on now i have to give me the 411 for the people who don't know like me you have to give me the 411 she was just tweeting a lot of stuff, shit talk about bananas in the last week. And apparently MTV Buna Murray made her delete the tweets. Yeah. Well, she was implying yeah. how Johnny Bananas got his name. And um, it seems like it is for a an inappropriate reason. Uh, and ah, the banana. Um, so she was calling that out. And uh, she then tweeted like, uh, Boone and Murray kind of like mediated the situation so that um, she took the tweets down. But yeah, she would. And, Tina's not a giant bananas fan. We learned that. That's and then sure. she was hanging out with Morgan, posting pictures together, which is you know famously bananas X. Yeah, winner right. of the That is so <laughs> funny. Okay, now I know to look out for that. Yeah, it it's definitely still on the challenge subreddit if you're looking to uh, go see all those if y'all see me on the subreddit (laughs) don't be surprised (laughs) don't be surprised before we get to our first arena i think it's worth mentioning that tyler um was like really hurt by being voted in and that makes me sad because tyler is fun and one of the points he made was in terms of like lobbying for himself to not go in was like who do you want to hang out with while you're here? Like who is fun? (laughs) Who's going to bring good energy to you? And like, that was his like stance on it. And he still got put in like a lot of the people in the authority were people who were in his room and rooms kind of like tend to determine alliances. We saw it last season with like the King's palace and we're going to see it this season with the tree house. Yeah. When Jason's like dancing right now, if you're you're listening to this, uh, save the palace, save the palace. Like I, um, I, when I was watching it last week, I was like, damn, it sucks that we didn't get to podcast about this because this was so much fun. But, um... And I felt bad for Tyler because he even said to MJ, like, 
I'm going to play the game differently now when I approach you. And like they were working together, you know, they were roommates. And I think Tyler's really good at this game. He's won, but he, you know, what were you going to say, Josie Ann? No, I just laughed at the fact that you said, and they were roommates. I was just thinking about the vine and they were roommates. Anyways, um, I don't know. I think Tyler's play, like, not to say this in a mean way, but it was stupid to me. I'm sorry. This is the challenge. I, who cares? At the end of the day, you guys are all probably going to drink tequila, whiskey, whatever your 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 vibe both. is. Maybe even both. Maybe even a beer. Who knows? And have fun at the end of the day regardless. So, like, as much as I feel like people are less, like, so, like, money-focused, like, that plea to me is so stupid. Like, if Tyler came out to me and gave me that plea, I'd look him dead in the face and say, please try again. Like, there's no way that I would advocate for you because you think I want to have fun. But that's just, like, me. I don't know. And I think it was kind of ridiculous of him to, I don't know, I think it was kind of, in, not to say entitled, but, like, for lack of a better word, entitled, for him and- to be like, don't put me up because I'm a good time. Like, Tyler, that you never know what will happen in the challenge. You never know. Yes, it's an individual challenge, but you never know when you're going to be partnered up with someone. So if your plea to me is, I'm going to have fun, there is no competition, no challenge where the theme or the competition is about having fun or else a lot of people would be here and a lot of different people would not. So I'm just saying like, it just didn't make any sense to me. I think it was stupid for him to play like plea, plea about allyship, plea about the fact that you will never say her name. Give me something. Say someone else's name. This person is gunning for you. Yes. Make, make something, something up. up. Yeah. You know, last time I saw Tyler and correct me if I'm wrong, was the same season as Sylvia um and Caleb was also in that season and like anyways there was just like a bunch of them and like Tyler got into it with Davon so I'm like where's this energy like I know oh that wasn't person. Tyler that's Shane oh yeah you're we're anti Shane here Oop, well yeah, sorry <laughs> but but he will uh, not be on all stars yeah thank thank goodness God anyways but I don't know I'm like Tyler give me something like this is this is not um the challenge best friends like this is all stars give me an all-stars behavior and just because you're fun you guys can have fun outside of the house any other day you have a whole week and it's crazy because i remember tyler back in the day when he was winning challenges he was a cutthroat player yes Mm -hmm. isn't he like a two-time champ yeah come on tyler give me something this is this is not the attitude we should be having for a two-time champ use that as leverage not a lot of people in this house can say that, okay? Exactly. So give me give me something. I don't know. Like, Did you think know. he had a chance to win the challenge? No. <laughs> I don't think he had a chance. I don't think he has he has a challenge like a chance to like win overall, but like that's just me. Like at the end of the day, I think that um Tyler is kind of just here for a fun time, and that's kind of what he said from the start. Mm-hmm. And so already if you don't have the mindset. Of like, I'm not saying that you have to have the mindset to like win it all and it's all about the money. But if your mindset is I'm just here to have fun, you know, go to a real world homecoming yeah. season. I don't know. Well, it's just uh, easy on the real world homecoming slander. Those podcasts are bringing us in great numbers. Thank you. No, so. I, I don't get <laughs> it. It's, I it's such a good season. World. It's such it a is. good season. But like but, also for Tyler, he's going against Cyrus. Like, yeah. Cy is a monster. I would mm-hmm. never want to go against him in an elimination challenge. And I thought Tyler would at least have been more mentally ready and get hyped up because Cyrus was is there to win. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the lack of mentality. I think you never know who can actually win a challenge until you see what the challenge is and then yeah. you can place your bets, whatever. But like already the fact that he was kind of out, I was just like, uh, I can't I can't see you winning, even if it's against anyone else, if that's her mentality. I don't know. Yeah, I think his only chance would have been if it was like puzzle based or color based. And so <laughs> <laughs> or both. definitely color based, yeah. maybe a little bit of both. So we get to the arena, which is what it's called this season, and they're playing a game called Crawl, which we are used to hall brawl, but this is like the geriatric version where they are just like crawling through this like U-shaped cage. Um, there was a big mound of sand that had to be dug through at the, in the middle, and then basically like you inside a bag, bring it back. Um, there's the potential for physical contact, like knocking someone into the cage it didn't really happen in either event um i don't have much to say about this elimination i didn't think it was that exciting i don't know what you guys think about it maybe you have a different take than me jason i see you getting ready to go tell me about it for me the best part of this was actually not in the challenge but what cynthia said about it when she said i'm told i look pretty fit but if you cut me open a bunch of wine will come out trust me <laughs> and that is like the line of the episode so true i agree that was the funniest thing and so that's what made the elimination worth it for me mm-hmm. i i was disappointed give us a hall brawl or don't give it to us at all there's <laughs> nothing about this crawl brawl that is giving hall brawl the whole purpose of no. hall brawl is to like beat each other up like boom mm-hmm. like get into it and like i just saw them like respectfully like do the sand part and then like crawl beside <laughs> each other and then like try to get it and then someone just ended up lapping the other person call this call like crawl race or something because it was giving very like it just reminded me like you know when you have two like you have a baby and there's two parents and you're like come here come here come here that's the energy it was giving me and it was not giving a whole bra energy at all. I was very disappointed. And some of the strategy being used, I don't know if it's just me, but I was watching that and I was like, I would not, I would not like move the sand at all. I make my other competitor do it. I would just sit there, arms, <laughs> arms locked in, waiting for my competitor to just do all the work for me, get gassed out, and then yeah. start crawling because all that's like the like I guess the hardest part of it. So, I don't know. I just found it really boring. I'm like, come on. I've seen some boring challenges, but this one, this takes kind of the cake. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have anything else to say about it besides Tina wins for the women and Cyrus wins for the men. Ding, ding, ding. And yeah. what we find out is that they each are going to get an additional star on their jersey, which we do not know what it means. We just know there's going to be power later in the game. Any guesses? So that we can return to episode one of TJ Hates Quitters to be like, remember when someone was right about this? Because I I don't remember what I was right about in season one. Uh, but Jason, I don't know if you remember. There was something that like 10 episodes later, I was like, I told you guys this in episode two that this would happen. And so I just want to like mark it now. I want to give you both a chance to put your guesses on the table. What do you think these stars mean? Josie, and you have any ideas? Honestly, I don't know. Anytime they have like a number on their jersey, it's to signify how well they're doing. I don't really know what this will include because this is an individual game. 
So obviously the sab it wouldn't be a sabotage because we already have sabotages. It would mm-hmm. just be redundant. And so I think it's just like the ability to maybe control a decision. Maybe when they get down to it, like maybe deciding um, there is no authority and then the people with the most stars are just safe. Um, or they get to pick two people, like whoever has the most stars picks two people to go into elimination. I don't know. I don't think it's that great in comparison to everything else we have. And that's what I think is going to be such a shame because if it's, if they're giving us all this hype for it to be like simple and plain and boring, like what a waste. I don't know. So my guess is going big. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember in that that season or two of survivor when they had fire tokens Mm Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. they could like trade fire tokens for an advantage in a challenge to return to the game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to use their stars to get advantages, maybe in like the challenge right before the final. And then, like, mm. if you, the top three go to the final or the top five go to the final, and if they can like trade their stars to maybe get like a minute off their time or start at a different checkpoint. Um, okay. Or maybe that takes place in the final. But I think yeah. it's going to be somehow related to like either the final or the cha- challenge right before the final. I um, mean, it gives them an advantage over the other competitors because they've survived eliminations and made it that far. But they can't give their stars to other people. Hmm. Yeah. My guess is that somewhere before, I'm going to say anywhere between like final five, final six, each of women and men left, that it's going to be something like, okay, the two people with the most stars, it's either going to be like your auto in the final or um, they, you're going to have the two people, like, I guess they become the only authority on, um, like, the authority doesn't win that time, whoever the top three are, whatever, because there won't be enough to have a top three, I guess. And so, um the people with the most stars are going to be the two people who make the decision for who goes in to that elimination. Like um, even if they didn't win the challenge that time. So like, even if you come in or maybe if you come in first for that challenge, like the you're safe, but everyone else is on the table and it's just the decision of the minimum with the most stars. Those are my two guesses. I don't know if I'm allowed to have two, but um, I I'm making the rules and yes, I am. So (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I think we're on both the same page, but the reason why I don't think the stars are going to be that big is because of what happens at the end of season two, like not season two, goodness gracious, episode two, because someone just kind of gets handed a star. And to me, it's like, hmm, if it was that big, if it had that much importance, would that person have gotten the star to begin with? But that also happened with the skulls. Mm -hmm. Like some people were given skulls because the other person couldn't compete, right? Yeah. yeah, but then the skulls was just like, okay, well, you can run my final. So again, it wasn't like anything crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if if the skulls was like the more skulls you have, the more like you can advance easier in the final, then everyone would throw themselves in. But like, I don't think that's the premise, especially yeah. with like how easy they just gave the star to uh, the person who will be mentioned later. I'm not jumping ahead. <laughs> All right, so that was the end of episode one. Let's get straight into episode two. So uh, as usual, it, re- it starts with them returning to the house after the chal- or the arena, and we get Tina, who's all pumped up and is like, I don't think the girls, or I think the girls are going to leave me alone. Like, don't fuck with me, and I won't fuck with you. Like, she thinks she's <laughs> kind of laid it out there. Like, look, 
I've, I've done my elimination, put other people in, don't come around these streets. You don't want this smoke. And then I love Cyrus. Who's just like, I'm no old ass layup. (laughs) (laughs) So I love the reactions, but more importantly, after that, we get some talk about what's going to happen with the sabotage because that's like the next big game move that needs to happen. We don't know what it is. Um, but more importantly, again, especially because Wes has it, it's like, what is Mastermind Wesley going to do? And this is when I want to comment on the conversation that he had with Kansas City local Sylvia and Kayla and Jenny. Yes. Yeah. And I was surprised to see Wes working with those three strong women. And I think if like that's who he's working with, that four could go far. Agreed. Um, maybe all four of them make the final. Because I would not associate Jemmy with working with Wes. Yeah, they are like oil and water in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I do I do see why they would probably gravitate towards each other. While I understand that Wes has a long-term history, Jemmy also has uh, some history now with these people because she was on All-Stars like the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see why they would gravitate towards each other because like um, they're kind of like the newer newer people i guess they're the closest to the new generation of what the challenge is and they've also i think they've interacted probably the most and so it would make more sense for each like for them to gravitate towards each other especially since the cast that we have now with all stars they've kind of most of them some of them have done at least two seasons at this point and so they have even more history even more connections so it feels like a little bit like the band of misfits who haven't been in the first few seasons kind of just mm-hmm. coming together. And then I think Jemmy just fucks with Sylvia and like likes the newer generation as well. I, I associate her more with the newer generation of the challenge than I do the old one. I don't know if that's just me, but I mm-hmm. remember seeing a lot of seasons with Jemmy. I know that she was like on Twitter in the drama of seasons, oh, yeah. even she, when she wasn't even in those seasons. And so I don't know. It kind of made sense that they were at the table, but to see it together like that, I was like, hmm. I like that I thought that they would could probably work together. So to see them sit at a table and have those discussions, I was like, interesting. And I was kind of hoping, or like not hoping, but I was kind of assuming that the next person they would bring in, at least for a guy, would be Jordan. Because it kind of fits that, like, I guess that group's vibe mm-hmm. oh my god i've used the word vibe well, <laughs> I, I even think it could be yes because we hear later on that him and jemmy have a great relationship mm-hmm. he's a monster and if wes wants to go with people that can bring it like yes you know i don't know i see the two of them working together sorry a bug just flew into my apartment so if i keep looking away <laughs> it's like crazy distracting me so here's my thought on this group wes knows that Sylvia and Kayla are likely to be in power a lot. They are going to win challenges. Mm -hmm. So if he can surround himself, it doesn't have to be by men who can protect him. Like Wes kind of got his name saved by Brad in this, um, in this upcoming one. Uh, Not to get ahead. I kind of thought it was episode one as I was saying it out loud and realized it was episode two. Wes was in the authority. My bad. So spoiler alert, but, um, you don't it right now the way that it's set up Wes doesn't need men to protect him only like if he has women who are in the authority and are willing to save him as well like then he still has some power and some protection and so I think it's so smart by Wes to surround himself he has the ties with Melinda who's a strong competitor he has Nehemiah who's a strong competitor he has 
Obviously, Brad on his side, which we learned about, strong competitor. He has Sylvia. He has Kayla. Like These are people that if he's not winning, they're likely winning. And so they can help keep him around. So mm-hmm. I like this group. Jemmy, to me, is actually like kind of the oddball out in all of this because yeah, – I agree. Um, I don't know if this is going to be like a popular opinion, but I kind of don't like Jemmy's like approach to these games. And, and maybe it kind of conflates with her – her personality where she just like talks so much shit, but it's like, Jemmy, what do you bring to the table? So yeah, she doesn't back it up at all. Yeah. That like, to me, she kind of seems like the odd one out, but at the same time, she is good socially. She can be good politically and she will stand up for the people that she's loyal to. And so that's someone for Wes to have on his side who like, he doesn't need to be the one running his mouth. Kayla will Jemmy will like, <sighs> I think it's great for these women to band together because they can protect themselves, but also it's smart for Wes to get in there too because then he has people looking out for him. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm just going to show this comment. Um, Josh says, Wes is doing the let's band the rookies together. Even the rookies saw all stars apply here. And I think that's very true. Um, I think honestly, I think just Jemmy is good socially. And so, because she's good socially, she kind of fits anywhere and everywhere, um, which is something I realized in the first season because I was like, how is she getting along with all these people? And I was like, what? Okay. Hey, girl. Get, I get, get your social capital, I guess. And so, like, I can see why she'd be the odd person out, but I'm not surprised that she would be located, at least in that conversation, because of who she is as a player, which is a lot of like the social and the political side of the challenge, which is a component. I don't think it's the biggest one, but it is. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that Wes needs, um, needs any of the men, I guess like the rookies is the term I'm going to use for the all-star ladies. But, um, I will say that they don't have social capital so far. So, it's easy to be like, oh, they might win. But if it's four against two, defending Wes, Wes is going in. And so yeah. he still has to kind of spread himself out. And But as you mentioned, he has Nehemiah and then Melinda. And then while we're talking about it, like, does he have Nehemiah? Like, where is Nehemiah's loyalty? Is it to Wes this is or is it to LT and Cyrus? Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we know they're friends in real life also. And yeah, Nehemiah and yeah. Wes have been friends longer, but we don't know the depth and strength of their friendship because we've seen Nehemiah and Latarian the last couple seasons. Like they're friends in real life mm-hmm. um, and yeah. they're super tight. So I just wonder when Nehemiah's in power, who he's going to choose to save. This is interesting. That's a, honestly a good thought to have like moving forward. Like hopefully we get to see it soon where it's like, or like not soon, but a little bit further down the line where it's a little bit more critical. And so that reveals a lot about his cards. But yeah, very good points from both of you. I also don't think that like, I don't know if Wes is putting as much stock in Nehemiah as it maybe was alluded to because he made a very critical comment here that I think is important, which is um, when Sylvia said, I was thinking of using the sabotage on Kendall and Kellyanne and Wes goes, well, if we pick up those two other girls, and bring them in with us, we can start picking off other women where, so again, like is Wes trying to surround himself by powerful women. And then like any of the men who want to defend him, that's just like gravy, you know, that I, I think that Wes is trying to really put stock in the women defending him. And, um, 
if Nehemiah, because the thing is, there's a very good chance that Wes watched season two and he saw that Brad and Nehemiah, who are best friends in real life, not be on the same side. And so he knows, like, Wes isn't dumb. If he saw that, if Nehemiah is going to do it to Brad, will he do it to Wes? Where um, I think that that's like a possibility, yeah. I guess, that like he has a bit more confidence that if he like, if he integrates himself with these women, that they're more likely to protect him and be on the same side as him than um, Nehemiah. So you think it's based off loyalty rather than um, like anything else, like regardless of like friendship or whatever, because they're probably more likely to be. Because honestly, the those two like women have had a history of being very loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could also be more of a thought process than like friendship. And so I could see that point if he was looking from a more like loyalty aspect, which is why I kind of want more confessionals where people just explain to me what they're thinking. So I want to understand. I mean, if you think back to it, when's the last time you can think of Wes screwing over an ally? He doesn't. But he will manipulate the shit out of people to get who he wants in the in the eliminations and avoid it himself. Or if he does have to go in like, like manipulating. So he gets who he wants in there. He really doesn't turn on allies. Mm -hmm. He plays a loyal game to them, but it's the people Mm. that are like, they think they're okay with him where they're not sure where they stand. That's who Wes wins over and Wes uses to his, to their advantage. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, this does make sense for me in the moment. And then he'll turn on him. But like the people that he's like legit looking out for, I can't think of a single time where he's done something dirty like that. He's not a dirty player. He is a manipulative player to the people who he does not see that like view him as their number one as well. Like he'll protect Mm -hmm. his inner circle. So. And you know, And Carrie, I think you made a really good point earlier talking about Kendall and Kellyanne. And I think they could be the people in the middle, the X factor. Also with Derek, which Mm -hmm. side are they going to go with? Is it Wes and Sylvia, Kayla and Jemmy? Or is it the reigning champs Mm -hmm. with, yes, you know, John A, MJ, and also Veronica. Because we heard Veronica say her and yes are road rules OG friends. Mm -hmm. And I think the house is already, we're seeing this split. And there's mm-hmm. a couple people floating in the middle. And whichever side they gravitate towards is going to have the power, I think, to run the game. And I hope it's the reigning champs. I would love – I'm here for them. I don't want to see Wes, Sylvia, or Kayla win. <laughs> I like them, but I don't want to see them win. I think we'll see later on that um, Kelly Ann specifically will lean towards a specific side because of what happens with the sabotage. Um mm. True. Which I guess we can talk about. I'll I'll let you take the lead, Carrie. You know, you know what to do. Oh well, thank you, Josian. <laughs> you are so kind. I will gladly pass this virtual mic to you. <laughs> uh, before we get into the challenge and figuring out who's um, going to be the recipient of these sabotages, there's a couple of things that came up that was a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, also, like I I do like when we get to see a little bit behind the scenes for these people because mm-hmm. at this point we've seen. We've watched them for 20 years as well. So like getting knowing that they've got stuff going on at home, like Mark um, gets on FaceTime with his mom who has oh, stage four yeah. cancer and that phone call and how he's like, she's the most important person in my life. Like I fight for her. I fight with her. She fights with me. Like um, especially 
because like Mark Long is the reason the show is happening. Without Mark yeah. Long, we do not have this. Mark Long was the one that rallied the troops. I think he used Derek, especially um, not used, but like involved Derek a lot, like used their resources to reach out to all these people. I'm mad that he still hasn't gotten Emily Schramm back on my TV, especially when Emily Schramm said she would only do a challenge when Mark Long does a challenge again. But sorry, that's a little tangent. But like, I don't know to see. Like, because he didn't even do season two, which was kind of shocking to me. Um, so, like, just to see the person who is, like, the reason that we get to enjoy this, like, calling home and being away from his mom at such a vulnerable time. Like, you know, the sentimental feels and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we had Melinda um, letting us know that her ankles kind of fucked up from the last one. And did y'all hear what Tina said when Melinda talked about that? When she, she was like, girl, you getting old. And <laughs> just said me? it so quick to her. She and I said, was like, Tina, you're older than her. <laughs> and she was like, stop wearing those heels. I was like, yeah. so true. Give it to us. Give us the tea. She's like, so hopefully funny. the next challenge is whittling a cane for you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've been living for Tina. Like, so, like, side note, I guess. She's been making me laugh the entire time. Like, I feel like it's been a while since I've just, like, cackled watching She's like, great. the challenge and i feel like so far the last two episodes there's just been like nuggets of gold a little bit everywhere i think a lot mm-hmm. of it comes from tina but like even a lot of the cast members just just making me laugh so i don't know it's just bringing me joy oh she it. killed me on season two as well like she i was so sad when she left because and she didn't even try because like no i'm losing tina's commentary mm-hmm. her commentary is so good she's so funny so after these little interactions, we get to the challenge, and this is called Out of Reach. So the premise of this is um, there's going to be two heats of men, two heats of women, and they're on these swings about 20 feet in the air, and they have to swing like they're on a swing set back and forth until they get high enough where they can kick this box that holds their puzzle pieces Um, and they kick the box so that the puzzle pieces fall into the water. Once they do that, they get released from the swing. They go get their puzzle pieces, go to shore, put this star-shaped puzzle together, maybe like eight to ten pieces somewhere around there. Not a ton of pieces, three-dimensional puzzle. Um, So naturally, we get LT and Darrell's commentary on heights (laughs) that they are so afraid of them. And, like, I I have heard Darrell – at this point in my life, I don't know, 10 plus times, 12 plus times, explain his fear for heights and I can still listen to him. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say one thing about Darrell. He's going to let us know he's afraid of heights. Every time. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Darrell, give it to me. What, yeah. what type of explanation or how, how are you going to curate your explanation for this fear that I know that you have? It's like at that point when like, uh, it's kind of reminds me of like, Leroy being like I can't like I can't Mm -hmm. swim like I just like we kind of always knew it but this time he kind of gave us a background story about a roller coaster and this was new information to me and Mm -hmm. so I absorbed it like a sponge and I was like I now understand your trauma I will still 100% stand by you even with the sphere of heights thank you for your services thank you I did appreciate how LT has explained that he's gotten a little better with it each season. And I do want to take this time to say that I think in the first season with LT, it was kind of like he was very dry. And I understood why he was there because like he's this big ass dude who's intimidating, but 
he has become such a fun character that I am so happy that I've seen him all three seasons. And for however many challenge all stars there are, I hope he has the auto invite. Like they, (laughs) he's just, he's fun. Like, cause he is a hard ass, but he has like a good heart and you can tell that he's becoming more and more comfortable with it. Like him dancing around last season during the save the palace dances and stuff and everything. And just like loosening (laughs) up and you can tell he's like formed these genuine friendships. And he's talking about how he wants to become a single dad. He wins the money. Like I just, I, I am team LT. I know the first season I was like kind of eh on him, but Having seen him these three seasons, like, LT, you better be on season four, season 10, season 20. Like, uh, whatever, how many all-stars there are, LT is my permanent all-star. Just had to put that out there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was I'll just going to say, LT, LT like, was another person, aside from Tina, who's just also just been making me laugh with, like, confessionals. Like, Tina, it's like funny, clever, or like she's just person. Sometimes I'm like, LT is just saying the dumbest things, but it's just so funny. Um, and so yeah, no, I I love I love that they talk about their fears in such a funny way. Whereas like in the past, I feel like it's been like people on the verge of tears, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I do you not know yeah. what show you're signing up for when you decided to come here. All in the explanation of this challenge, it made me so thankful that Katie wasn't back. Right. I'm sorry. Like, Katie, you do not bring anything to the challenge for me when you freak out about heights. Like, what do you think? Have you not watched any recent seasons? Like, 75% of the shit is done 20 feet above the water. Like, that's what they just do on the challenge now. So I actually, like, this was the first time I noticed. I'm like, oh, yeah, Katie's not back because right now she'd be having some sort of freak out. About the eye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we get... The use of the sabotage, um, or before obviously the challenge happens because these people are being sabotaged for the challenge. So they asked Sylvia for TJ, asked Sylvia first. And I thought Sylvia was funny when she was like, Can Wes go first? <laughs> Can do I have to please? And so she said her reasoning for using it on Kellyanne was that Kellyanne came in second place. Clearly, Sylvia does not know much about Kellyanne. Because <laughs> Kellyanne has never been able to do a puzzle in her goddamn life. <laughs> still can't. <laughs> yeah, still tracks. <laughs> so, Bless so, her heart. Sylvia, I hope you like took notes, at least on <laughs> what you saw here. <laughs> but I just love Kellyanne's approach to doing puzzles because she gets so flustered. She cracks <laughs> under pressure. And as like Jemmy said, the last thing you want to do is be next to little hissy fit Kellyanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's I like don't... oh the great equalizer like fuck this shit <laughs> <laughs> and i honestly and this is this is back to the point that we we're talking about like Wes talking about bringing people in i thought it was so confusing that she used a sabotage on kellyanne when that was totally. the conversation being had i'm like i don't know uh I, I don't know if this is just me but kellyanne kind of can get petty so mm-hmm. like big time so, like, I don't know why that was the choice. I feel like why should have been at least giving Sylvia the tea on what the heck's going on. Like, who not to do this with? If this is the challenge, don't do this. I don't know. But, yeah, I, it, it was just 
I was like, okay, well, now you've gotten her out as an ally, and she's probably going to go after you now. Like, she's not going to forget the fact that you made her wait a minute for her to just go through trauma that she didn't need that extra minute for. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hmm, this is a choice. But I do think, even though it's a little bit farther ahead, Mm -hmm. I think Wes was the one that brought the dog over to her when they were at the bar. And that's what's going to bring her over to their side. (laughs) He saw she was traumatized, and he's like, oh, pet this pet this dog look what we found in the street because where did that dog come from sorry to get too far ahead but like (laughs) kellyanne that was the first thing i'm thinking of all right because i'm about to ask another dumb question because we're in our safe space here i saw her dog but wait wes didn't actually bring her the dog over correct like no that definitely happened you're lying to me right now, I'm Jason. I'm totally lying to you. <laughs> okay. One thing Jason's going to do is see the details and lie. <laughs> but it's such a detail, it could be believable. Notice this shit. Absolutely. And Wes is that type of player. He would totally do that and be like, it's true. see? And even if he didn't, he'd be like, Kellyanne was drinking. He could pretend to say that the next day. Well, you know, I did mention that dog and mm-hmm. you were so much happier. <laughs> Don't you want to work with me? <laughs> Jason is the West of this podcast. He's like taking the little shit and turning it on us. He's gotten us both at this point, Josie. We're being manipulated. I'm telling you, I'm feeling like the rookie of this podcast for real. <laughs> That's why Jason's trying to bring you in. He's like, the really? rookies. Or the rookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, something to- else I love in this challenge is when my favorite John A says, you know, she's not the kind of mom that just pushes her kids in the swings. She sits right besides them and swings also. And that's what helped her do so well. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mommy rights. Come on now. Advocate for it. She's like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And you know what? These regular moms just push kids. I don't push kids. I make my kids push me. And I do just got to say, though, I love on Challenge All-Stars that we have moms on the cast. Because mm-hmm. very rarely, and I might be, you know, wrong because there are some moms on regular challenge, but very, very few. Pregnant they end up being pregnant, show, yeah. And, and then I, they find out that they're moms. Exactly. And I just love that All Stars has these women and men also that are parents and talking about their kids. And like, we just don't hear that story mm-hmm. on regular challenge. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's really refreshing to me. Well, we need to bring it back to my boy Wes for a second before we get too much into mom's rights 2K20. <laughs> mom's <laughs> rule the world. We've only talked about Sylvia so far. Mm-hmm. And so I love, I mean, you know that Wes is going to present this in a fun way. And <laughs> Wes is like in honor of National Best Friends Day. I'm going to use this on Jordan. He's been kicking our asses for a decade to which MTV slash Paramount Plus cuts to a montage of them getting their asses kicked by Jordan for the Mm -hmm. last decade that um, Wes says is still my biggest threat. No surprise here. I just, again, I'm just confused because like have they not had a conversation in the house about where they stand i feel like i've kind of always seen that like those like little clips um usually like in the premiere of an episode where like two head honchos have that chat about so this season are you gonna screw me like like we didn't get that mm-hmm. with them and so like jordan saying that he wants to work with wes and then jordan not being sent in the first episode i'm like okay maybe they are working together and then wes is like Haha, psych! Let me put this sabotage on you. And so I was like, 
hmm, this is so interesting. Like, if if Jordan now wins with the sabotage, is Wes automatically going in? Like, I don't understand what the dynamics between the two are. And so I'm like, I don't, again, I don't know if it's the Johnny West like setup, but it, it's kind of confusing to me as a viewer because I'm like, where are your loyalties with this man? Ah, mm-hmm. but I love that Jordan was like, he is setting me up for greatness. He's turning down the <laughs> yeah. light. He's putting the spotlight on me. And now it's my time to shine. And I <laughs> thought that was such a good way to take it. Like, I was like, okay, Jordan, but, you're going to make me laugh. Okay, you know. And Jordan did so well, and even with a sabotage. And I just hope this shows everyone else, next time he's not in the authority, they have got to put him in. Mm. Because he can win while being sabotaged. Like, or at least not win, but finish in the top. So... I had like a different perspective on how well Jordan did despite being sabotaged. To me, that sabotage didn't seem like it had too much of an effect. Like we saw that he still won his heat, right? He didn't end up winning overall. Yes, did it faster, right? But still 60 seconds like in certain – I don't know. Are these sabotages going to be so monumental that's even worth getting mad about? Because – like, yes, there's the they sabotage me, but like no matter what, Kellyanne is still gonna finish in last with that puzzle. Whether she has a five minute advantage or a, like the sabotage against her, that I'm just interested to see. I just thought that this was like a very low level sabotage, and I'm wondering if they're going to pick up in intensity as the season goes on, or is it just Jordan's that good at shit? I think I think that the sabotage did affect him because I think he would have gone first place if it wasn't for that minute. Because honestly, that minute allowed for the other competitors who are around yeah. him to like start their puzzle. If Jordan didn't have that sabotage, he would have had that puzzle done. And I think he would have been in first place and he would have had the sabotage that he could have easily given to Wes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while I, I do think that um, it wasn't the worst sabotage, um that could have happened in this scenario it could have been like you have to swing two different sides and knock boxes out i don't know i'm not i'm I'm not a challenge producer but it's like i do think it did have an effect i think that the one minute effect like that one minute uh consequence for the woman could have also had an effect it's just that sylvia doesn't know her cast members as much as she should and so her sabotage was a waste because she didn't think about it strategically do i think it would have been effective if she would have used it on anyone else probably because i think the biggest struggle was the swings but once you're off the swings it's the puzzle and that puzzle isn't as difficult as i think the swings were and Mm -hmm. so to make that every like i think it was like he too with the women where all of the women pretty much dropped at the same time yeah like that one minute makes an impact i just think it wasn't like done methodically or strategically as much as sylvia wanted to and i think she also burned an ally which was a conversation prior i don't know i don't think it was that smart or is sylvia just like a super genius and actually knows that kellyanne sucks at puzzles so it doesn't matter if she has the one minute disadvantage she burned the sabotage yeah did she actually just burn the sabotage there i didn't think of that until just now I think you're giving her credit. She's a super genius, 100%. I <laughs> Y'all are kind people and giving credit where credit is not actually no merited. <laughs> but you know what? I'll smile and nod even though deep down I'm like, no. No way. I'm like, no, she definitely did not think this way. But sure, <laughs> let's, get, let's call her a super genius. Uh, I'm not rolling it well, out. Well, speaking so of being a super genius, 
Um, that was a big part of Tina. You know, she said that this was her strategy oh, all along. She gets better with age. She's like fine wine. <laughs> all right. Let's let's quickly get into this challenge because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've gotten little bits and pieces of it already. So we have in the first heat, it's a men's heat, and Derek is the first one to kick off the puzzle pieces. Jordan is second. We find out in this moment that it's a 60-second delay on getting to start your puzzle. And um, Jordan still finished first. And it was so bad for LT and Wes that, like, they got dropped from the swing, which is embarrassing (laughs) that Wes went from, like, first to last real fast. I think it was humbling. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was like, (laughs) you get this. You – it's, like, poetic, like – that's like Shakespeare couldn't have written it himself because the way that they both happened to be on the same heat was just came off first place, sabotages Jordan. And he's like, I'm about to whoop Jordan's ass. He has a sabotage, like, ha ha ha. And for him to be last, ah, oh, chef's kiss. Love it. Like, it's, it's nothing against Wes. I just feel like if it was like two other people, it would still be funny to me. It's mm-hmm. like, you cannot make this up. Wes, are you not embarrassed? Because I'm embarrassed for you, King. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. It did earn a big cackle for me. Um, as I was I was seeing Wes struggle on the swing set. Yeah, I it definitely was good just to see that happen. But my bigger point that I want to make here is how many seasons of the challenge does Derek have to do before he like downloads a puzzle app on his phone? How is he so continuously bad at things that require brain power? Like, he must know at this point that it's not just physical. I'll take Derek in almost any physical situation, but that's not it anymore. He's just been practicing with Kellyanne. So he just needs a new (laughs) study buddy. So (laughs) Oh, my God. I... And that's why I think I also have, like, big respect, kind of a tangent, but this is why I have big respect for CT, because he will beat your ass up, not only in a hall brawl, but he will beat your ass up in a puzzle. Like, Every that time. Like, crazy. That's why, that's why no one tries CT, and that's why he always makes it to the end of these challenge finals. Like, like he's just, he gets, a, it's like, it's like a regular Tuesday for CT, like playing the challenge. Like he comes in and he's like, no one's going to put me in because I can beat them. And so let me just make them final and and win. Like that's that's what I feel like. So Derek, I don't know. I think maybe CT should be his new studying partner. I don't know. Maybe. One of my favorite lines from the challenge ever. I don't know why this stuck in my head. Probably because I love CT is that. There was a situation where there was Tangram puzzle, and he's like, uh-oh, not a Tanagram. It's a nine-piece. And he was just, like, so pumped. He's like, yeah, I do these at home with my, my son. With my kid, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he said it, like, uh-oh, not – and he calls it a Tanagram, not Tanagram. that was pretty recently. That was in yeah, the, one of the last like few seasons. seasons ago. Yeah. 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 Just the way he said Tanagram will always be stuck in my head because there's not that A in the middle. It's just Tangram. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I all hail King CT. Uh, I, I know that people have their opinions, but mine will always be he is the best TV character with the best TV arc of all time. He went from doing like cocaine on the streets of Paris to winning <laughs> I'm not even. That's not like an exaggeration. No, I, no, I try to watch the season of uh, the uh, the Real World of Paris, but it's like B 
banned. Like there are a few hidden seasons of like Real World that you cannot find, which oh. I think is mm-hmm. so frustrating because I want to yeah. see T doing cocaine. <laughs> He's, He's like forty-one, parent. still crushing challenges. He's I like, love oh. him. I love him. <laughs> All right. When we get CT on these challenges, it's over for these hoes. So um, next, the first women's heat, we have John A gang her pieces first because as Jason told us, she's an expert at the swings. Hashtag mommy rights. Hashtag mommy rights 2K22. Um, and Kellyanne gets her puzzle pieces second, which makes it even worse that like <laughs> it took her a decade to finish these stars. I think she's still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, legend has it that she's currently in whatever location they're located. <laughs> they just left her. Still trying to figure out what is the form of a star? I don't know what the form of a star is anymore. She said, like, I don't even remember what puzzles look like anymore. <laughs> But Jamie was like, do I have a concussion? Like, I don't remember how to do a puzzle. Well, I it actually just... saw something online that Jemmy's puzzle, if you screenshot it, was not, not 100% done. put together. Mm-hmm. And they still, like, let her green, you know, go to. But, like, I think she should have come in last because she did not do it right. I noticed that. I was like, what? Like, because she kind of goes, uh, check. And, like, I was like, but her hands are still on the puzzle pieces. And, and there was, like, like, a gap right in the middle. Yeah. That, like, like, the pieces like, were not connecting. Corner. Yeah, I was like, did she really pass the check? I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, they saw that she was doing it. Or maybe the producer was like, I'm tired of this. Like, like yeah. let's just end it. It's been Give three it hours. <laughs> it's like 10 hours later. And then you just see them both struggling. And Jenny's like, like this because she can't stand the hissy fits. Yeah. <laughs> How did you make this star into a rectangle? I'm not even mad. That's <laughs> Uh, so we had, uh, like we mentioned, John A finished first, Kellyanne finished last in that one. Our second men's heat, MJ is the first to kick the puzzles off, but our puzzle pieces off, but yes, finishes the heat first. And um, we got a little Wes commentary about, Wesley commentary Ugh. about yes, Rumble saying that yes thinks he's smarter than the average challenger. Anyone who says he's a good guy is fooled. Ugh. <laughs> I'm here for this upcoming rivalry a thousand percent. Me too. I I like that comment. I have a thing, and we kind of talk about nice guy syndrome in our, our our other podcasts, but it's like also from like movie theory. The guy was like, I'm a nice guy, and who has to tell you he's a nice guy isn't so nice. And I don't think that's necessarily true about like his character. But that's also the narrative we're getting from editors. And so I'm like, mm, he's going to do something later on. I'm just going to fuck shit up. And all of us are going to kind of like look at him differently. Anyways, that's my conspiracy theory. Um, didn't mean to turn it into a conspiracy uh, theory hour. But you're getting that from me. And so, yes, that's that's kind of like where I'm at. But I was like, I'm here for this. I'm like the, the two head haunch just like going at it. And that's why I'm kind of interested to see where Jordan and Wes's relationship will lie. Mm-hmm. Because I think right now the obvious enemy is in Jordan. But, like, really, a storm's a brewing. A war is, like, being prepared right now. And so I'm interested to see if Jordan will go on one side or join Wes. And Wes will, like, put well, whatever they got going on to the side. And it's interesting about yes, because I don't know who his closest allies are. Like he has to win. Veronica? He has to make moves. Yeah. 
Veronica, but well, I don't know what other guys else, are going to yeah. save him. Mm-hmm. Maybe MJ. I don't know. Maybe because they're winners, they have that in yeah, common. But I he think they have, have those respect. bonds with everyone mm-hmm. else, like the, all the other guys do. They have multiple allies, and he's just kind of solo, like he was in his first season, and mm-hmm. it did work. But I, I think they just have respect for yes, like, like I think they just respect him, and so they kind of listen to what he has to say, but he has no social capital. And that's such a good comment, Jason. I, I'm, yeah. I'm now digesting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while you digest, let's talk Thank about, you. yeah, you're welcome. We need... <laughs> don't go swimming for the next 30 minutes. You got You don't want to get cramps. So um... I'll, I'll just, I'll just pull a, a Tina. How about yeah. that? For fun. <laughs> yeah. Just drop in. <laughs> Uh, Darrell finishes last in this heat and he like is basically ready to go and he's like I'm not gonna fuck <laughs> my hands up getting rope burn knowing I'm going into the elimination I'm Jeez. so sick of him <laughs> I was sick of him I was like just say you don't want to do it <laughs> he's like the rope burn I was like my guy we know you're a friend of heights you just gave us this testimonial about your roller coaster experience, I related to your trauma, and you're gonna tell me rope burns is the reason why you don't come on now. Don't play with me. Darrell just made me laugh. I was just like, he was like, and honestly, part of me was like, why can't you just drop in and get that 20 minute penalty? I later on find out why you can't just drop down. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, you don't want to do this. Just drop down. Like, just call it a day. But I now understand yeah. why he waited about the rope worms. Um. Do you, my question for you is, do you think TJ at that moment had a little bit of hatred since TJ hates quitters? <laughs> I don't know if Darrell necessarily quit. I think that he <laughs> just, I think he did enough like C's get degrees. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, he, very good philosophy. Mm-hmm. he passed the class. He didn't get DQ'd, but was it Darrell's best performance? Absolutely not. Nah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, our next and last heat is the second women's heat. And I don't, okay, did either of you see how Tina ended up in the position she was in? Because if I could do my best to describe it for anyone who didn't watch, which if you didn't watch, get Paramount Plus and watch this. This is fun. Or um, pull a me and watch it. Oh, no, no. Uh, a not so legal site. How about that? I'm Canadian. If we don't, they don't give it to us. <laughs> Paramount Plus, Canada. Josie yeah. and the Pirate. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> she is holding on to this swing, but like her chest and head are forward and her arms are fully extended. But. It's almost like she could, she's like double jointed in her elbows or something. Like, how did you get there? How did you like hyperextend your elbows to get into this position? I just was very confused how she got there. I didn't see how it happened. It's just all of a sudden I look up from my computer typing my notes and there is Tina (laughs) in the most awkward way you could ever be sitting on a swing 20 feet above the water. Someone made a comment about like a regular swing versus like what Tina's doing. She, I, I'm not gonna say exactly what they said because it's gonna be on YouTube.com, but they said a, a blank swing, and I was like, goodness gracious! Like you can tell that this is on Paramount Plus, wow. not on MTV cable TV, because that was, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is what we're saying. But I don't know. I, I just, I really, you know, Jason, I'm gonna turn to you because you're our details and lies guy. Yeah. Um. Please, please, do you do you have any description on how the events unfolded? 
for us to see Tina in the position that she was in. It was her strategy. Absolutely. She you was planning so it. Um, she knew she, she doesn't want people to fuck with her. She's like, if I just come in last, no one's going to say my name. <laughs> and that's what she thought, I guess. I don't know. I was flabbergasted watching this, to be honest. Um, because like I said, I think Tina is good. And it just, I was really disappointed. Even though it was on purpose. I, she, uh, air, she I'm doing air quotes right now on purpose. <laughs> Could she have? Could she have like held on for like I don't know how long they were supposed to be on those swings, but she, could she have held on? Like I don't know, I don't kind know. of pulled the Titanic that way. I yeah. mean, she could have like extended her arms, giving us a Titanic moment. I believe <laughs> I can fly, just straight. Wow, I, like, that would have been something. amazing. But what if they would have played that in the background during the I challenge? Like, I, can fly. I mean, right? Yes. Like they have great music on this show. Which I absolutely love. That's such a side note. Like, I love that I can hear any song ever. It could be old right? school. It could be new school. Like, it's not that, like, weird. Like, no shade to the artist that MTV plays. But, like, sometimes, I'll, for example, Siesta Key, like, it just kind of reminds me of Netflix music where it's a little too on the nose. Like, someone will be hiking, and the song's like, I'm hiking up the stairs. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a weird DJ like beat drop i'm so thankful that i can have some regular regular music on paramount that yeah. thank you thank you for your service <laughs> the music is fire on all of these and it's because we're getting like good throwbacks no, i but agree we um so we find out who our authority is after this because kendall won the last heat for the women so first of all lt and tina are two losers unfortunately <laughs> they're going straight to the arena and then um tj i love when tj goes off like this when he's like i have never seen anyone shit the bed that bad in my entire life <laughs> the relationship between tj and tina and the banter they have is so good it's so funny because tina goes right back at him she knew she couldn't in this instance but like season two and this one like the tj tina banter I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So, yes, and Kendall are our winners. And then the authority is uh, made up of those two, Jordan, John A., Brad, and Kayla. And, and I just want to pause and ask, because, like, we just said Kendall's name, I think, for the first time, pretty much, mm -hmm, other than, mm -hmm. like, having Wes talk about her. Like, mm -hmm. what do y'all think about her? Like, I think she's a pretty good competitor. Um, she doesn't bring the best confessionals or the most drama, but mm -hmm. she's, like, reliable. And, like, she's a steady competitor, and I think if she doesn't get injured or something happens, maybe she could go to the end and maybe have a chance of winning. I don't know. I agree. I just, again, she's not my heir of the challenge, and so I just have to go off of what is being told to me. She's a road rule, mm -hmm. Yes. And so, like, that's kind of, like, the complete opposite of Veronica. Veronica, I've been kind of told who she is. Kendall, not so much. Like, to me, she's not in the confessionals. Like, she, the best way, I use this to describe um, a lot of people. And take it as you will. It just reminds me of Wonder Bread. Um, oh. like no, no, Like, no seasoning. No nothing. Nothing is moving. The tables aren't being shook. Like, I'm, 
if she like maybe maybe I could be wrong, okay? Maybe she can come in and win some no. challenges and then I'll be like, Oh, she, she can. can definitely win Go challenges. Win. But, but like she's not making decisions, she's not giving confessionals. She actually did in season one though, didn't she do yeah. something with the lifesaver that was she like oh shit? Move. She made a big move there. She is very like you're saying, Josie, and like she's not gonna give you she's not giving you Tina level confessionals. She is not gonna make you laugh. However, no she and I do think that there is room for people like Kendall and Jody, especially in these all star versions, because we know we're getting a lot of big personalities. I know Jody is from last season, and I wish she came back this season. Like, both have similar personalities, of like they're not going to give you a lot of great, um, like verbal TV. However, like they are going to do well in the challenges, and so instead of just being stuck with like women who can't really hold their own. And we really don't see that this season, but we've seen it in other seasons that like you have a ton of layups and it takes until the final six or eight to really have women who can compete against each other and hold their own with the men as well. Like Kendall has that capability. And so I think that's like why they keep bringing her back is her physical prowess. It's not because of her personality or her her lack of being able to buy waterproof makeup because she always has mascara just streaming down her face. <laughs> well, and she's tight with Darrell. And I think that's a big reason they keep bringing her back. Oh, I think he's okay. requesting it. They were on the same original road rule season and they were really tight in season one. And I really think he's pushing them. Like I'll only go back if my friend does, because that's the type of guy he is. Like, but that like, obviously I think she, she has the skills, I guess, but she's just like not memorable to me. Like there are moments in the challenge, like she, like strategic people obviously like you think Wes or whatever or even Johnny Bananas and like to me like a big one for me is Cam she's like new oh, kill a Cam kill a Queen Cam. Cam bring her on all-stars she's love. very pregnant you know who like I want to see on all-stars yeah. I don't think it's happening but I would love Leroy but that's the side oh, really? time. I know mm-hmm. he quit but Paramount give him a good check and we'll have him on Promise. he has a kid now he'll provide I, I know Leroy he will provide <laughs> Anyways, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like she's not someone in my head that kind of sticks out. And that's why I think we don't have conversations about her. And I feel like if she brings, you know, game to it, I'd love to see it. But at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> like it'll do t- like so much for you. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I don't think I don't honestly I don't see her winning this season or like any season in the future. But that's just me. I could be wrong. She kind of got like fucked over in season one because it got to the point where um when it was a men's elimination, they got to pick the woman who went in with her them. And because she was doing she was in like what, like three or four eliminations that yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because she kept doing so well in eliminations, men kept picking her as their no partner. And so like you can only go in so many eliminations before you lose. Like some people get to spread that out over seasons or I feel like Kendall just like had it all in one season. Um, I think she has the potential to do it. It's just that like, do we want Kendall there for a whole season versus someone who might have a little bit less athletic prowess, but more personality. And that's like the trade-off we get, yeah. but I do think that like she holds a she at least 
serves a purpose of like we have someone who's athletic and also like the men like working with her um mm-hmm. I think they really respect like what she's able to bring to the table mm-hmm. they don't yeah. need her to be like cunning or witty yeah i think she's like i i think she just falls under like um kind of like a jenny like a mm-hmm. just like yeah. a, a physical asset which is a big part of the challenge so credit to her still mm-hmm. just not the Josian package yeah, that we we root for, that we love, that we pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so can we now that the challenge is over, skip ahead to the club scene? Yes, that's my next thing. It oh, says because they left. They left to go to on a night out. No yes. backyard parties anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that John let us know that they did use Ponda replay. Heck yeah. Yeah, I might. We might. I might. Anytime I come on and 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 guest, I might be like. So the song of the episode was. Just because we, I love the music. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. And so we start so, off, you know, right, where Wes is in an alley and he sees a stray dog. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Kellyanne is going to love this. And he brings the dog in. The bouncer says, oh, you're Wes. You can come right in. And Kellyanne just, her frown turns upside down. And the rest was history, right? The dog is still living with them in the challenge house. Actually, the dog is currently in part of the legend about the fact that Kellyanne is still doing that puzzle. The dog is actually <laughs> whimpering beside her um, to this day. And so we want to thank Wes for his honor in bringing the dog, but also shame him because why does the dog have to go through that? And why, where is the cat also? Lord, who Just knows? Saying. The legend still continues to this day. Sorry for taking us off track, Carrie. No. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I see, like, I don't, I don't see a lot of myself in Kellyanne, but where I do is being the person in the corner at the party, petting the dog versus interacting <laughs> with anybody else. Like that's my happy place. So like when she, when Kellyanne was doing that, I literally typed in my notes, Kellyanne in the corner, petting a dog is very much me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's where I want to be all the time. I don't want to be with people. I want to be with a dog. Shout out Nitro. He's right here sleeping. He's snoozing. Aww. We had a, a little bit of an adventure before this, so I'm glad he's finally asleep. But back to our night out on the town. We have, we have our drinking. We have our talking, right? And our first, like, meaningful conversation is Tina talking to John A. And she's Lord. like, listen, I'm not going to give you a name, but I'm going to tell you who I don't want in there. You better not put me against Melinda or Veronica. Um Otherwise, it's not going to be good for you. Like, basically threatens John A. And John A, so smart socially, so smart, does not react to Tina, but instead turns around to her, like, girl gang and is like, this bitch. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? And, and Jemmy ahead, was really hyping her up to be mm-hmm. like, you're the reigning champ. How dare she say that to you to come into your lane and disrespect to you. Yeah. Honestly, Jamie is like that one person who's like stoking the fire. She's oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, get her, get her. Like, she's kind of me when I'm sitting on the couch and I have nothing to do with it. I'm like, yeah, you tell him, get him. Yeah, no, I just, Tina, what the heck were you thinking? I was so confused by that interaction. I was like, I was expecting Tina going, haha, I'm just kidding. And she, she just like was not. I was like, girl i was like tina 
you now you're like setting yourself up to have your friends be in there like yeah not to say that like maybe they're already thinking about who they were thinking however i just feel like when you put that out there like i think she just should have pulled a cynthia mm-hmm. it's been like but- i don't want my you give me whoever mm-hmm. i really think she should have just done that and ate her food because really like the way she went about that i think like set up for what we ended up happening and like i don't think this would have happened if she would have just been like she could have either just not said anything or just said hey like i appreciate you asking me or us having this conversation i really would not like to go against my friends just because like you know and been like obviously if the roles were reversed i wouldn't put you against up your friend like come at it a little bit more humbly you're not in a position to be making demands asking for things like I, I don't know what was going through Tina's head. Maybe she had a little much too much to drink, and so she wasn't thinking. But I was like, girl. And even, you know, when when Janae is telling that to her girl gang, Kayla's like, well, if you're a loser, then you're a loser. You don't mm-hmm. get to pick. And I was like, oh, Kayla. Like, she's had too much to drink. Reacting like that <laughs> is what I was thinking. Like, she was feeling like she won the challenge. <laughs> Kayla going, we do not reward bad behavior. <laughs> I literally got the ick when she said that. I was like, girl, what? Like, I loved it because I knew that she, like, she's in a place of power and talking shit. But if it was Kayla in the opposite way, like, if it was Kayla who had lost, you know, she's going to be telling people, like, anyone but Sylvia, please. Like, oh, 100. Like, that's so Kayla, though. Like, that's just uh, so on brand for her. So I loved it. When she's in power, she will let you know she is in power. So it makes her so good to watch to me. It it just reminded me of a preschool teacher. We don't reward bad behavior here. Please stop that. Like, I was like, Kayla, come on. (laughs) Why would you say it like that? Like, like, it's just the way it was formulated that I just, I just could not consume it and be like, yes, queen. Like, no. I was like, okay, that was an interesting choice of words that we allowed to string together to make that sentence. <laughs> See, I, I was so humored by it, but it wasn't like <laughs> a, it, it, it just like, to me, it's just funny because that's her brand. Like, she's, yeah, totally. She, that's just it, uh, undisputedly her. LT took the same approach when he was asked about like what he wants to happen with this and he just said no one in particular, but not one of his boys. And we get a confessional of Cyrus being like, they're going to put me in against him because this is what happens on the challenge. They make <laughs> you compete against the people you don't want to compete against. Yeah. So like Cyrus gets it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. he And he was nervous because he doesn't want to go in two times in a row. Mm-hmm. So we have the rest of the night out and then we have our meeting with the authority and yes turns to Kendall is like, I want to hear your opinion. But Kendall doesn't have an opinion. Kendall just recites what other people told her, which is that um, Tina doesn't want to go against Veronica or Melinda. And LT doesn't want to go against Cyrus, Nehemiah, or Darrell. Again, Wonder Bread. <laughs> like, yeah. what? It, it was giving repetition. And this is when, to me, Kayla had the moment of the authority when she's like, you know what? Why don't we each say two names of people that we're not Mm going to nominate? And then she tells us, well, there's only one person that I'm not going to nominate. And everyone knows that's Sylvia. So I want to get intel from everyone else. And I thought that was a really savvy move. Mm -hmm. And it actually worked. Even though Yes was like, well, that's pretty revealing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He still said names. Yeah, and everyone had to kind of put at least one or two of their cards on the table. 
And I like that Kayla offered a name first because then you don't have to worry about someone chiming in and saying your person. Um, Like when it got to Brad, Brad probably picks Derek over Wes, but yes, had already said, I want to keep Derek around. So Brad has to now resort to like the pick that's probably going to make the group the most upset. Yeah. (laughs) By saying, like, no, I want to save Wes in this. Uh, but I did. I agree with you. I think that was such a good move by Kayla. Was there anyone that was, like, surprising that uh, in terms of who they wanted to save? Like, Josiane, did you have any opinions on who decided that they wanted to keep someone else out? I don't know. I was just honestly, I was shocked by Brad. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I feel like maybe it's because, like, we just haven't seen Brad in the show. But, like, I don't know where his game is at, but, like, I feel like everyone just kind of knows that Wes is a guy that you probably don't want to stick your neck out for. And Brad was like, oh, let me put my head on the on the guillotine, and you can prepare a shot. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Like, that that's so random. Like, you know, like, to me, it's like, I don't see Wes doing that for Brad anytime soon. And so for him to do that was kind of, like, weird. And because we don't actually get an explanation as to why he did that, I was just like, hmm, that was a choice. Um, aside from that, like, I, I think I also am, like, Kayla in this situation where I'm like, I have to take notes of who's saying what because I'm like, I don't really know all these integrated relationships and who really connects with each other. Like for yes, it's free. Uh, not me saying yes. For yes to say, um, Derek, I was like, hmm, interesting. I don't think I've seen them interact once, but it's like good to know, I guess, for the future. Maybe this will have long-term implications. And so I do think it was a smart move into making everyone lay out their cards because it also allowed me as a viewer who's like more of a new school challenge, like watcher challenge fan to really get the tea on what's going on and like who's with who. So that later down, I'm like not confused by like alliances. So overall, I, I, I just that, like, I think I was just kind of shocked by everyone because I didn't know what, mm-hmm. what the tea was. Mm-hmm. So Wes and Brad are very good friends in real life. That's why it didn't surprise me. Um, And I also – I didn't like – I think I read a tweet or maybe it was like a screenshot of part of an article um, of an interview with Wes before the season where someone asked him, like, you are a pretty divisive person. People either love or hate you type of thing. Like, where did you stand coming into this house? And he was like, I have people who are in my life outside of here that I'm very good friends with and I knew that they were with me. And Brad was one of the names that he mentioned. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't really surprised by it. But it also makes sense because it kind of aligns with what you said, Josiane, about um, Yes and Derek. Like, where the fuck did that come from? We haven't seen any interaction. Like, Brad's only been on our screen, like, once in two episodes. So, like, yeah. I completely understand people being like, why is this happening? If you don't know that, like, mm-hmm. Wes and Brad are – good friends and after you know everyone had said those names brad said wes a couple minutes later a couple seconds in the show kayla's like well you know wes nehemiah melinda are all from the same real world season real world austin they have each other's backs more than any of ours i'm just throwing it out there Mm -hmm. and when earlier this episode 
Like she was in Wes's strat chat. It was, you know, Wes and Caleb, but now she is like sneaky. She's throwing his name out there to see if anyone bites. And I thought that was a really savage move by her, even though it didn't work. It shows that she is loyalty to no one but herself. And I like that of a player. I had a little bit of an issue with when yes said, I want to switch out Nehemiah for Wes. Um, because people that enjoy sabotage are open game to me. I'm sorry. Wes didn't create the fucking rules that there's going to be a sabotage involved when you win the challenge. Like, it, exactly. if it's his demeanor, I just think that's a little, like, I think it's grasping for some low-hanging fruit to be mad at Wes for that reason because, like, Wes comes on these shows and puts on these performances. Like, to say, like, that he's enjoying it or whatever, like, yeah, it's part of the game, but, like, Wes didn't Wes didn't sabotage Jordan in a way where he, like, took Jordan's bag of puzzle pieces and threw him 20 yards to make Jordan go chase him down. Like, he had to give it to someone. So I was just, like... Okay, yes. I like I get that you like have your morals and standards and I appreciate that in a human, but like to make that be like such a point for you, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. I don't know if we have anyone who wants to defend yes in that. But um I'm not going to defend him, but I will say like the whole like strategy at this point was save two people and Brad saved us and for him to be like ah 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 not so much. I'm going to tell you who you should save. What? Who are you to do that? I I just like, <clears throat> I, I just like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I feel like it's kind of a shame for like, I don't know. I feel like there's this like moral ground thing. Like, I feel like you're on the wrong show. First of all, like, you're in the wrong occupation if like you're coming on reality TV and you want to preach like moral high ground, like in a, in a game where people just lie to see and manipulate, like maybe you can be that person, but for you to impose that on other people doesn't make you that great or that like, like moral, like, I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know, for someone who advocates a specific way for him to go around and be like your voice and what you said and who you want to say save shouldn't matter because mm -hmm. i feel like this person should get in trouble i know yeah. like i i just found that really like like a bit hip like hypocritical but like you know to each their own like you know obviously don't work <laughs> but yeah but it was just like that was a choice that was being made so they come to a conclusion they agree as the six of them that they're going to explain the method and how they got there, that each person saved a male and female, which wasn't exactly true, but it's enough to be honest. And there was a few people left and they chose from those people that were left. So after the authority, first we see Tina being told by John A, like, hey, just letting you know that we decided on Melinda and Mark to go into the authority. And Tina, like, gets mad. She's like, Melinda, oh, yeah. why Melinda? And she hears the reasoning. And she doesn't believe that she's being told the truth about what happens in the authority. Um, but then she's kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, here we go. Uh, fine. Fuck it. But she was not happy about it. Anyone want to chime in on uh, Tina and her reaction? 
I'm so far fun sorry, but like the fact that you know, I feel like I'm so used to like the challengers like working out and stuff. And so when someone walks in to talk to them, they're like mid working out or at the like pool or chilling in the living room. All of these people are in their pets, and I just find it so funny. So for Tina to like kind of be like behind, like the camera's behind her, and she's asleep, and she's like frantically like looking to the side and like. <laughs> Are you like what are you talking about? Like to me, it just made me laugh. I was like, okay, this is so funny. First of all, like context-wise, like this isn't giving me the giggles. But um, yeah, like I don't know. I mean, can you really blame John A? I think John A coming and telling the news to Tina, it could have been any other person. <laughs> and then so John A to be like, Hi Tina. Um <laughs> just letting you know that you are going against the person you told me not to go against. Sorry. It's it just like to me, it was like funny. Tina also looks frantic in bed, like just like mm-hmm. shifting around to like look at her. And so I was just like, okay, um, this is funny. But yeah, like not surprised. I think Tina is unapologetically herself. And so she doesn't think that much to like maybe reel it in. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jeanne is like smiling, looking pretty, even though I'm sure she wants to say some things you know get get her but like she she's like again calm cool and collected and i think that shows like her maturity because i think old school tina would have confronted her and made Mm -hmm. like a big deal um and Mm -hmm. that shows that like tina's really thinking more even though she tells us how john a's (laughs) are really nice but she has teeth and Mm -hmm. we all have teeth tina and (laughs) karma is a bitch and i was like okay tina you're bringing it like she's Mm -hmm. ready to go like she's here to play even though she sucks in these challenges, she's given it to us on screen. True. And then Mark finds out because is he told or does LT go up to him? Can I we... said I put in my notes that Mark goes to LT. It's yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I wrote it down wrong because for whatever reason I uh-huh. like remembered it a different way than what I wrote yes. down. So like someone goes up to Mark and we didn't talk about like Mark during the authority, but before he was like, oh yeah, I feel so great. Oh, my friends are in mm-hmm. there. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I was like, right. Okay, King. And then they're like, psych. And they're well, like, you're actually going in. <laughs> and that's what Tyler said too, though. He thought he was golden because his friends were in the authority. Mm-hmm. And then both guys get put in two episodes in a row thinking they're safe. And I just love that. Like, I don't know why that makes me laugh. I just, I, like, the one thing I know about Mark is the fact that he advocated for Mm All-Stars. And so, like, when people call him the Godfather, I understand it in that premise. Mm -hmm. It could be, like, something completely different. But that's the premise I understood it from. Because he kind of, like, curated, I guess, maybe probably season one or curated the show. I don't know. He put Um, in so much legwork. Like, literally a year of, like, contacting people, getting interest in it. Like, presenting to paramount and everyone being like this is we can create something good here he put a lot of work into making Mm -hmm. this happen and so that's why i was kind of like shocked that i was like he's actually going in i i would not expect that for like week two but week two like a few days technically Mm -hmm. because the show is not that long so speaking of mark what did y'all think of his conversation with his little mark oh my gosh i loved it i thought it was so funny like, are, did they sell those in stores? Did they used to sell those in stores when the, when Road Rules was, like, a first becoming a thing? Or did he I, get, like, specially made from somewhere? Or is it just, like, a Build-A-Bear? I actually think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think that he might have gotten it as a gift from someone at, like, a Challenge Mania podcast because he oh. goes through a lot of them. 
He does a lot of their live events. Cool. And I think he, because I think Derek might even have one of him, but he wow. didn't bring it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident about that. So it's probably just kind of like part yeah. of his, you know, his shtick. It was funny. And, I dig it. Um, there was something I was going to say about Mark that, um, oh, I think part of it is the fact that it's LT in this um, arena. And if you've watched the last two seasons, we have seen LT fuck people up in pole wrestling. Big time. Like he broke three of Tyler's ribs, like fractured his <laughs> wrist. Like, and the season before he, I don't know if Ace is even alive. Cause like LT might've murdered him. He like was plungering him. Like yeah, it yeah, looked yeah. like a plunger going into a toilet. And so if they're going to feed LT another pole wrestling, cause we don't know what the challenge is going to be. I don't think it's the dumbest thing in the world to put Mark against him because I don't know who wins that pole wrestling. However, I know a lot of people don't win that pole wrestling. Yeah. LT. So if you're thinking like, we've seen this man almost murder at least two other men in pole wrestling, like Mark's not the worst person to put against him because Mark might actually might, Mark might be the only person who come like who can hold their own against him in it. And, but it also like beats Mark up a little bit coming back. So like you aren't getting full strength Mark after he's gone in, um, a physical elimination against a guy like LT. Yeah. Well, um, go ahead, Jason. Oh no, please go ahead, Josie Ann. I was going to say like, I, um, I know that in the previous season they did go head to head. And so like Mark already did win mm -hmm. against LT. And so, but to me, it's like, what's confusing is that there's no actual communication about like who they want to leave. Like, mm -hmm. there's no, like, straightforward, like, oh, we want LT to leave. And so this is why we're putting this person up. And so that's why I was, like, like, I get that they were saving people. But the logic behind why they chose Mark not being fleshed out was, like, confusing to me. And so I'm getting this information. Like, you're obviously bringing some good points. So I'm, like, was that actually their thought process? Mm -hmm. Like, if it so happens that it's a pool wrestle? Or was their thought process, we want to get rid of LT, or we don't care which one of them goes, at least one of them does. Yeah. Like, because that wasn't fleshed out, like, as a viewer. I was yeah. just like, mm, I wish they would have elaborated a little bit more on that decision. Um, especially since Mark felt so comfortable with that authority being in charge. I don't know. Mm -hmm. When y'all, when we were watching the elimination challenge, like, like can we get into that? Like, because I was really unsure the whole time who was going to win. Like, we're talking about it right now. Like, I don't think anyone knew who was going to win. It was a mm -hmm. battle. Yeah. Um, these two monster, big, strong men competing against each other, stuck in the sand. Like, mm -hmm. it was intense. So, yeah. So, let's set up this arena for our listeners. We had – um it had a name and I missed it and I didn't feel like rewinding because I was watching this in between uh, out. class segments. Thank you. Thank you for that. Lights Thank out. You, Wikipedia. Oh, I even looked up, <laughs> I, I wrote down turn off the light or something like that oh. was the name of it. So I wasn't too far off. Look at me. Um, Come on. The light. <laughs> there was light somewhere in it. Let there so, be light. <laughs> we had. Okay. The best way I can describe this is we have a, uh, a large cylinder in the middle that is upright with another large cylinder attached to it that's parallel to the ground. And so 
each person is attached to an end of the cylinder and your goal is to move yourself around this like circular path with that the cylinder creates to turn off the or like hit the button that would turn off this light beam so basically like they had to dig in sand and try to use their strength to move forward but also like hold themselves from losing ground um against the other person so it was a very physical challenge in the fact of like you needed your strength to um be able to be successful and if it wasn't physical as in like a hall brawl physical and you had to have endurance because if you're both capable of holding your ground, like we saw in the men's challenge that it went beyond 45 minutes. Like it, they were there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get too far into the men's challenge, um, they introduce our losers from the, the challenge, which is LT and Tina. They come down and then they introduce the people that were voted in by the authority, which is Melinda and Mark and Melinda has to be escorted down the stairs by Nehemiah. She is taking her time, ankles wrapped. She gets down there and she's like, TJ, I'm choosing to not participate. Like my your final was too ch- tough and it messed up my ankle last year. Um, and she just wasn't physically ready to come back into it. And ankle injuries suck. Like if you've ever yeah. sprained an ankle, like you've sprained an ankle for life. Like you've you've caught that disease, unfortunately. It sucks. So I felt bad for her. Um I I I get it. Uh someone who played basketball and sprang her ankle and ever since has dealt with the 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 long-term consequences, lifetime long-term consequences of mm-hmm. having a sprained ankle. I get it. However, it was I was like, can someone give her the Academy Award? Like it was, it was a little bit too much. Like totally. we had just seen her in the challenge. I'm sure she was dancing a storm oh, yeah. at the party. Like for her to like be in the nation and have Nehemiah like escort her down and like be all dramatic. I was like, girl, please. Like, <laughs> like I see you. Like whatever. Like you're doing a lot. You could have easily went down those stairs. No problem. No problem. Like whatever i just felt like the theatrics were on display she was on broadway and she got a tony for it it was it was it was it was giving like like live performance i agree completely it seemed pretty fake to me like yes she did hurt her ankle we saw it in the final of all stars too mm-hmm. yeah. it was hurt so bad she should not she, she should have not been have been here mm-hmm. because that she wouldn't have been able to compete in the previous uh challenge in the previous episode I think but if I'm she, happy Tina stays. So I'll take Melinda going home every time. I do think if Tina wasn't the person she was going against, it would be a different story. And 100. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I know that we saw when she fell into the water when she was getting out, she said I re-aggravated my ankle. Um that was on the screen. And yeah. I don't know how severe it was. I just know that like sprained ankles suck. And especially if you aren't given the proper care for them, like I know the last major sprained ankle I had, they gave me like one of those air casts that was like a U shape and it like cured me in two days. But like if you're not getting that shit, if you're not, if you're just like stuck in an ace bandage, I can also understand. And like it looked like she had an ace bandage from four years ago. Like that's, she's been wearing that every day for a while. Like, um, and it wasn't giving her the support she needed. But regardless, like, like we said, we get to keep 
Tina. But before we actually find out that we get to keep Tina, this is what I thought was the most dramatic moment of the two episodes. When TJ goes, okay, well, we still have to elimination, have an elimination. Tina, pick anyone you want to go against. It could be anyone. And Tina turns around and she's legit eyeing people up and everyone's like, oh my God, this scared. is unfair. This yeah. is like, this This is bullshit. Everyone is scared shitless. And TK like lets it last long enough and then just goes, no, I'm just kidding. You're, it's not, and we're not doing another elimination. Dude, I was even like, holy shit. Oh Same. my God. I was just Part- like, hell yeah. I partially respond that way of anger and not to derail too much, but um, I was upset when I was watching All Stars 2 last week that we had an elimination where – so Kendall got hurt. She couldn't compete. So um, her partner got to stay. But then Casey finds out she's pregnant and Kahata has to go with her because she leaves. Yeah. So it's like what are the rules on who gets to stay and who gets to go and what determines it? Like Kendall's um, eliminated – for a physical injury, but I think it was LT that got to stay, even though Kendall left. But I mean, being pregnant can be seen as a physical injury too. And like, why'd Kahana have to leave? So then when TJ was like, oh, pick who you want to go against, I'm like, give me some fucking stable rules so I know what to expect. I was so <laughs> mad in that moment. And then when he was like, just kidding, I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was excited because I was like, oh, she gets to watch that. The fear, the sheer terror in people's eyes. I, like, the whole, like, everything was being displayed. A lot was happening. But I could see specific people scared. Like Johnny. Their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't, I know don't think do. the authority would have been involved. Do you yeah, think that they would have been? They only said the first place person was safe. He oh. like, specifically said the winners are safe. The, the others are just in the authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah who knows I, I, but, I think it would have been interesting if it would have actually happened mm-hmm. but like I just like how like Tina like embraced everything from like thinking yeah. she had it to not really having it and being like okay ha 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 and like laughing at herself a bit I love that so we don't get a women's elimination Melinda uh-huh. is going home um, I do think we lose a strong competitor if she has two good ankles though and um, hopefully we get her back in a later season because she was a lot of fun in the last season, like supporting that men's alliance and um, them the way they took her in. And I think that like her athleticism does help bolster like the the legitimacy of all stars. Yeah. But sorry, Melinda. Peace up. A town down. Now onto this men's elimination. We have these big ass men who got to go against each other. Right. And so they both like on the remarks get set go each go towards their cylinder they are as um mark says like he realizes immediately he's got to stay low and not give it up give up an inch but take an inch when you can so mark's strategy kind of works i I shouldn't say kind of definitely works more than whatever lt strategy was where Mark is getting closer and closer to his button. Like he's, yeah, he's far closer, much more closer or much closer than LT is. And I think it's John a who is up in this, in the stands and is like, what if LT just gets up sprints and runs for it? Like it's going to take Mark off of like his weight is on the ground right now. He, that's the only chance he really has. And 
was it Nehemiah who was like, oh, that could work? I'm yeah, not 100% so. sure, but um, up in the stands, you get people being like, okay, LT, we got an idea for you. Like, coaching out loud, like, Mark can't hear it, which was kind of funny to me. Like, it's not like you're wearing the earpiece in football and you can right. like, radio into your quarterback being like, we're going to run a well, like a, a slant route here. And when this was happening, I thought Mark's allies were going to be, like, yelling louder, like, go, Mark, mm-hmm. you can do it, to try to, like, over or yell over the feedback that LT was getting. So LT couldn't hear it as clearly to then make his move. But it didn't work anyways. Did you think that this was LT's only chance of winning, was doing this move? I didn't think it was going to work. I didn't think it was going to work, but I didn't think he was going to win either. So it was like, do you continue to push in a losing battle or try to mix it up and maybe it works? I, I want to talk on a comment, the comment you made about, like, the stands. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by, like, my added confusion as to what the heck the goal was when they put Mark in with LT. Like, it just, like, to me, I was, like, they're cheering him on. So what what exactly are we trying to accomplish? What was the authority trying to accomplish? And that's the one thing I wish, like, all-stars could do a little bit more is like elaborate where what people are thinking if they're not thinking anything at all that's fine but let me know so that i don't overanalyze and try to figure (laughs) it out myself Mm -hmm. like i don't know it's just like unclear and so like that elimination like we didn't hear any cheering really from mark so you know he you know they call him the godfather whatever whatever after he wins but i was just like were we trying to get him out in the first place i don't know like just big overall question mark and I think he's going to be scorned. I think he's coming back with a vengeance mm-hmm. um, because he is the godfather. Like he's the reason they're there and they put him in this early in the season. I think he is going to be like using this as motivation to win the next challenge and make big moves. He did say going in this early is great because I give everyone else a front row seat to see that I am one bad motherfucker. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and that's thing. Like, I think with this elimination, it sucks whoever we lose but it also is good whoever we get back you know what i mean like regardless we're still getting someone who's like worthwhile to what's going on in the house um i hate that we lost lt and like i said please keep bringing him back but uh something i did also notice is that that alliance from last season that did a lot of damage the king's palace two members gone tonight tonight yeah they lost Melinda, they lost LT. They don't have tech this season, so it's really Nehemiah. And I don't know if like Cyrus is kind of like working his way in, but like Nehemiah's alliance from last season doesn't exist anymore two episodes into this. Hmm. And I'm excited to see how Nehemiah plays without that alliance pulling yeah. it back because they call they refer to him as the new king. Mm-hmm. So like let's see him be a king. Like, where's his crown? I want to see him play. Absolutely. So that's the end of the episode. We got through our first two episodes. Um, There was a preview, and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember what was in it. So uh, we'll just be surprised when it comes out tomorrow. (laughs) And I want to say, first and foremost, I'm so happy to be talking about the challenge again. This is such a fun show to talk about. There's so many, like, great dynamics you have the strategy you have the Mm -hmm. social you have like the fun you have the shit talking you have like it's just it's so great 
Um, I loved getting to talk to both of you about it. So, Jason, speaking of talking, what are you doing on the internet these days? Who are you talking to? Where are you talking? What are you doing? <laughs> Give us the lowdown so people can follow you and get your, your great content. Where the hell is your thing? I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, Go ahead. I don't know. Oh, you found can, you. You can find me in the Twitter streets at the real J-O. You can <laughs> find me here at Silent Podcast. Has anyone heard of the hit ABC show called Abbott Elementary? Uh-huh. If you have... <laughs> It was just announced. It was renewed for season two mm-hmm. earlier today. And it gets the Wednesday ABC primetime comedy slot that Modern Family had. I spoke about the final four episodes into the season recap pod with Sasha, with Gia, with Chappelle earlier this week. Download it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Other than that, I'll be here talking about Challenge All-Stars. And I'm posting on Twitter about the Dallas Mavericks Western Conference Finals, <laughs> NBA playoffs. Let's go Mavs. Luka Mania. Mark my word, we're going to win. <laughs> Mark Cuban, my word, we're going to win. Oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> Josie Ann. Oh, you're not Katie. Oh, hello, Katie. I, I'm just so used to being with Katie. Honestly. I miss her so much. I'm so honored that you would even confuse <laughs> me with the icon, the legend, the moment. Uh, Katie, y'all can follow her on the real <laughs> <laughs> Real slim Katie. Katie. Yeah. You know. And on Twitch, there is an underscore at the end. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not Katie and I don't have a cool username like her. Yours is cool. Um, oh, thank you. It's lack of originality, I guess. I don't know. But y'all can follow me on, as Jason put it, the Twitter streets on at Josian XNM, J O S I A N E X N M. I'm also on Instagram if you also want to follow me there i mean i won't shy away from a new follower um and honestly let me do something that carrie does when we podcast <laughs> um y'all can even paypal me at that username if you feel so inclined to do so um aside yes from that, <laughs> aside from that um i am obviously a silent podcaster um usually i'm known for big brother canada we're trying to get some postseason interviews um out there so keep an eye out that if you like all things big brother canada we had such a cool season and you can watch our exit interviews with the winners and the runner-ups as well as helena final four and jc lynn final five um spoil the season Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, spoiler alert. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, I'm so sorry if you just watch the show and for amnesia, like short amnesia. <laughs> the um, whole season's amazing. Everyone should watch it and listen to their coverage. It was amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And I also cover um, I don't know, alert alert with um someone special, Carrie. So you guys can watch us uh just talk about the circle. The new episodes are coming out like in a few hours now. Mm-hmm. So uh, y'all y- get into it because the last two episodes were so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited to see what happens. Love would kind of end on a cliffhanger. So tune in, get ready to, and, and, and listen to us if you like both of our voices. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me. On, I'm more on like a Twitter cul-de-sac, I think. I don't know if it's so much a street. Like this is a dead end. If you if you end up on my street, like you're stuck there. So it's actually an alleyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where the dog is. Yeah. Trash cans, garages. That's where Wes stray found dogs. Her. Yeah. Me and Wes. That's what's happening on. <laughs> <laughs>
KGD26 for Twitter, for Instagram, for TikTok. I just put up a TikTok for or a video of my mom last year surprising her at her 60th birthday party. And um, like not to get too far off topic, but I went and like watched a baseball game of the school I used to work at today. And so all of those kids have seen my TikTok at this point because I don't care. Now I'm not a teacher. And I had like 10 different kids come up to me today and be like, you look just like your mom. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of – it was weird, funny, but whatever. So yeah, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and of course the important one, Venmo, KGD26. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and – in terms of what I'm doing with silent podcasts right now, it's more like what am I not doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I am podcasting every day this week. So you can hear me on Twitter. Well, I guess not hear me. Yeah, because we sh- we oh, promote it Twitter live spaces. on Twitter. Yeah, so um, they show like the videos live when you do that option, which I do. I like that. So on Twitter, we're silent underscore podcast on both Twitch and YouTube. You can find us by searching silent podcast, subscribe, follow all the above to everything we do. So, um, currently what we've got going on is Wednesday nights. We podcast about real world homecoming on our podcast called stop being polite. That's me and Katie. Um, we're hoping to get Jason on eventually whenever that works out. I can't wait for that. And then we are going to start regularly being Thursday nights for the challenge recap podcast. TJ hates quitters. So, um, be ready for that. We want to try and get you the content as quickly as possible with uh, these episodes coming out on Wednesdays. And then Katie and I cover a, usually once a week um, Real Housewives on the Cool Water Show. So we just put out like a near three-hour episode covering a whole bunch of stuff last night. So that's in your feeds. Go check it out if you're a Real Housewives fan. If you're not, it's a great time to get into Atlanta and Beverly Hills. Both just started recently. Um both should be a really good seasons, and there's some other stuff coming out soon. So if you're looking to get into a new show, um, it's definitely captivating in its own unique way. I highly suggest that. And last but not least, I podcast with Josiane about the circle on alert alert. Mm. And so we'll be back next Monday to cover the first two episodes and Tuesday to cover the next two of these four that are coming out tomorrow. So we have a lot of content coming. Um, in addition, we are currently in the midst of expanding our podcasting roster. So we're looking to get into more scripted TV, some more reality TV. So if there's anything that you want to see here from this network, um, let us know and we will try to make it happen as we are recruiting people like by the second currently. So we have a lot of stuff coming your way and um, we would love if you subscribed, rated us five stars. If it's not five stars, just only like, five stars. Yeah. If it's not five stars and don't, then just keep it moving um, and spread the word because the more we grow, the the more we're able to do for you. And that's the main goal right now is to be able to cover more. But until Thursday, you're going to have to miss us until then. So we will be back covering um, Thursday's episode. I think Jason's coming back Thursday, right? Uh, we'll see if Josiane wants to hang out with us again. She might be traveling or something, though. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what day it was. I know you told me. Yes, so I am going to the United States of the Americas. I am Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going on Thursday. So All right. So we won't have Josian, but we'll we'll have a special guest for <laughs> it. I, I got someone in mind. Um, but until then, enjoy your time off from the challenge. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. We had so much fun. Bye. See ya. Bye. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.